Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dungeon Boys. My name is Keith, and I will be your DM. Josh playing Reginald, your orc fighter. I am Bryce playing as Jericho, the ranger. I am Zenus playing as Errol Derman, the tabaxi rogue <laughs> cleric. All right. A much more interesting combination than I had initially believed. Yeah. You've been able to kill a lot of stuff as well as unkill. Yeah, unkill stuff. Um, so let's let's do a little brief recap. Does anybody want to do that or would you like me to do it? You did it pretty good last time. Okay. You got it, I concur. Also on the show, I'd like to go ahead and give everybody here, the three of you, kudos to your role playing in the last several episodes and just how I, it, at least to me, engaging the episodes have been not to yank all your wieners too hard, but I don't know why I said that. I could have said anything. <laughs> I could have said not anything else. Horn, not to slap your back too hard. Honestly, no. whenever I thought, I thought not to toot your horn, I was like, A, that's not a phrase, and B, it's not as interesting. So my brain just pendulumed all the way to the other side where no one really goes and all the cobwebs live. <laughs> And it, it pulled something out of there. But anyway, I would like to commend you on that. The episodes have been really good. I think they've been really interesting. And you have not had the crutch of a character played by me who can speak and push you in any directions. You have been, ever since Rahadin died, you have been alone wandering the castle. And you've done a, a very good job of, at least to me, keeping things interesting. I think throughout this whole campaign, I've kind of been seeking that guidance, though, because I've basically verbally beaten what am I supposed to do next out of every character we've encountered. Yeah. <laughs> Where am I supposed to go? But that's part of it do it. But that's part of the mystery, right? You're in a foreign place. You know, people things are weird here. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and then this is honestly one of the first like dungeon y get to explore and look around yeah. and watch out for traps and hey what's around the corner kind of moments that we've had. It's yeah. true. It's true. So let's recap. Let's recap real quick. Last week, you guys, or two weeks ago, you ended the session finding the uh, holy symbol of Ravenkind, which is a simply a holy symbol that fights vampires. Uh, that was found as a product of... Uh, that was the end of the previous week. <laughs> yeah, that was in. Yeah, sorry, that was in the previous week. But we learned in last week that it is a, a holy symbol meant for fighting vampires, uh, and this symbol was foretold in the fortune telling uh that jericho received early in the campaign they found that you guys kept checking different different um tombs and things uh, and as you neared a special tomb that was locked behind a portcullis uh and down there in the catacombs jericho was teleported away where he appeared locked inside a casket even 40 feet deeper underground than they already are um in his place was a com a combative zombie-like creature, a white, uh, that was dispatched quickly by the rest of the party lingering in the catacombs. Huh? I said it was handily spanked. Oh, it was spanked quite handily. Uh, but not before... Oh, excuse me, that one was killed. Next, Dermon tried to figure out where, with a very exceptional use of find, locate person. We've never had to use that before, but it was cool to see it used effectively. Uh, Dermon found out where Jericho was, was headed to get him, but was also teleported into that same place by stepping on a trap. 
Uh, Reginald was left alone to fend for himself with the armor, technically alone, at least as far as intelligent beings are concerned. I guess that's arguable depending upon your opinion of Reginald. Um, <laughs> anyway, they were locked down there. Jericho and Durbin were together. Eventually, the party meets back up. They open the door, the portcullis, to this room. Inside this room, they find an, obs- uh, an obsidian-colored black wooden coffin that is extremely ornate and uh you know fancy shiny as heck, shiny as heck. um uh, all but having a shining light that says this is important on it coffin but to the left of that coffin were three vampire spawn brides that really could have given the party a run for its money had they not acquired the holy symbol of ravenkind uh, but it was used against them. The party was able to destroy the three vampire spawn, uh, and now they stand in the tomb alone with dead vampire spawn, ornately adorned vampire spawn, lying dead on the floor. The armor sadly went on, underwent some modifications. The portcullis slammed on its hands, removing removing its hands but grinding its forearms into two very sharp blades that it now used to punch um you know enemies and stuff and for those who do not know what the symbol does and why it was so helpful is it can temporarily not quite paralyze but hold in place a vampire and also it can produce sunlight it can and anybody who missed last week, they <clears> missed <throat> the armor, good old Armathy, going off the deep end on a couple of enemies. Oh, he went, yeah, the last one, he went quite wild to finish up combat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, for, I forgot about that. I had a good time describing the combat last week. So, now. Oh, and a uh, note for the DM, recall you- that I do not have silvered weapons, and the vampires are slightly immune i recall this okay thank you also question for dm before we start going yep i found some kind of like mystical magical spear or some whatnot it was was a spear broken broken in three pieces three pieces yeah i remember it was broken it was three 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 pieces got it so i have i have two broken spears right yeah i think we 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 talked about that last time i think Okay. Okay, so with that, let's begin um, the episode. So you, like I said, you find yourself. I'll I'll read the description of the room real quick. Uh, as you came in, you saw black marble steps that descend to a dark tomb that has a vaulted ceiling thirty feet overhead. The essence of evil permeates the very air. The smell of freshly turned earth is here. Settled into the dirt on the floor is a shining black coffin of finely waxed wood. The coffin's fittings are a brilliant brass, and the lid is closed. South of the coffin are three gloomy alcoves. An iron lever protrudes from the north wall, which is where you came in, uh, east of the tomb's entrance. So, you all stand among murdered... Um, hold up. Sorry, I gotta get my... get my window set up here on the stream but yeah you guys are standing in this room standing over the bodies of vampire spawn that you have just destroyed and that's that's where things are at oh lordy oh lordy 
Somebody calling for Granny May. Uh oh. <laughs> They're a little late. Yep. Um. Can y'all still hear that? Uh, a little bit, but it's okay. No, no worries. Okay, we got the door shut. Cool. I, I don't know how to hang it up. <laughs> the phone is dead, so I can't actually push the button. It's all good, baby. It's all gravy. <clears throat> It'll stop ringing eventually too. So you guys are playing. Nobody, there are, there is no phone in the dungeon. Just to let any viewers or listeners know, there's no phone in the dungeon. That is not a sound effect produced by yours truly. That is someone who obviously doesn't understand that we are playing Dungeons and Dragons. So you stand over the bodies of these these ornately adorned vampire uh, spawn, and here you go. Let's play. What do I roll to answer the phone? You do not roll to answer the phone, you cheeky son of a gun. Mm. Didn't I just so, tell uh, you? Now that that little interruption is out of the way, shall we go back to shoving the top off of this big shiny box? Um. You think this? Uh, you think this is what we come here for? That you think he's in there? Um, it's rather shiny. Uh, I feel like he'd go for something even gaudier than this. Honestly, he's kind of a drama queen, as we've discussed. It's not. I don't see quite enough gold inlaid into it. But there's only one way to find out. Maybe it's on the inside. Uh, maybe. <laughs> possible um but anyway yes um why why not i mean we either wait and die or we find out and possibly die all right knives at the ready original i like those odds whip the top off of this thing well let's see what we got here i want to Step up to it and give it the old shove. Wait, before he shoves us, I'm going to uh, stealth. Okay. Please. Roll a stealth. That's you know, a 27. That'll do. Okay. You know, I'm going to do that as well. All right. Demon, do you want to get your armor in place as well? Uh, sure. Um, I have my armor moved to uh, the foot of it. Okay, got it. I rolled a 14 for stealth. All right. Before <laughs> we proceed further with game. Bingo. Is, right. <laughs> is, is Bryce's, is Jericho's holy raven symbol thing still glowing? Uh, No one turned it off yet, I don't think. Okay. I can't uh, remember how long it lasts. So. I would, uh, assuming I am a shrewd man, I would definitely have turned that off. Okay. Too high. All right. Yep. You've turned it off then, and you have used what six charges? Yeah, I used one whole vampire and one sunlight. Okay. Remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I was just kind of wondering how that was working out. So okay. Also, I'm good now. remember, I believe you guys arrived here in at like supper time. So by this point, it's like the middle of the night. Just to let you know. Got it. Okay. We we packed a snack. It'll be okay. Right, you did. In the armor. <laughs> if, I wish that, like, again, another reason I wish this show is really popular because then people would, like, draw art of it and stuff. I would kill 
to have like have a, a, a gallery of best kills of the campaign and number one would be greasy like turkey juice sloshing out of the armor as it stabs that zombie in the ground <laughs> with like four sausage, sausage links coming yes. out yeah. of the helmet exactly <laughs> anyway let's like see sticking thing. out of one of the crushed arms <laughs> I love it. I love that visual. Me too. Ultimate takedown. All right. Open that casket. All right. Open Hold on what you got, boys. And I'm going to roll a 14 to shove that thing out the way. All right. You put your hands on it, and if if darkness could sting, it it would it would be as though you were touching something, that like touching a stove, but in, in this stove produces dark evil magic when you put your hands on it the thing you want most in the world is to take your hands off of this casket uh it you can feel the dark evil evil magic radiating from it and and almost even passing into you uh it is the most unsettling feeling you have ever experienced reginald uh and the top the lid of the casket does not move Mm. it's got a got a bit of a Bit of a tingle there to it, boys. Uh, anybody have anything could uh, dispel whatever this is, darkness? Or, uh, it's just a bad feeling when you touch this thing. Um, a pair of gloves or something. I'm going to go out on a limb here and uh, I'm gonna let me know if I'm insulting you, but I feel like he doesn't really have feelings if we want to get him to shove the lid off. That is a good point. Good um, work. I'm gonna give it a go. Can I help him on that? Uh, sure. Yeah. Let me get okay. his stats up. Okay, he rolling a strength. So while we're going for stats, Reginald's like psyching himself up for it. Like hands just barely not touching it, kind of doing the whole you 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 you. I don't want to <laughs> touch that. Okay. okay. There's a 21 to do it. All right. The armor giving giving it everything he has with his bladed forearms at this point. He jams them in, or at least it looks as though he would have jammed them into the, the top of the lid of this box, but he makes no dent in it, and he pushes against the lid, and, and it just does not budge. The coffin is still firmly placed in the dirt, and it, and it does not budge. I want to uh, go over and search the um vampire bride the ladies no no i go over and i i flip that switch the lever behind you yeah to drop the portcullis all right you pull the lever and the you hear the portcullis slam shut at the top of the stairs interesting um and i tell the armor to try it again Okay, um, he attempts it again. Uh, no need to roll. Uh, he attempts it again, and, and, and nothing. This thing is not moving. Well, I'm out of ideas. Uh, fellas, is, uh, is it possible <coughs> that he's not home? I mean, it is possible, but even if he were home, if we could not get it open, I don't know how effective this would be. Well, I mean, we could stay here all night trying to crack this thing open, but uh, I, I, I don't know, fellas. I'm, I'm kind of feeling maybe if uh, if we could find a spot to get a bit of rest in. We've been going at this 
for a while now. I don't know if I'd want to rest in this room considering the box that probably holds something evil that we can't open. Maybe one of the tombs we've already cleared out. Yes, I think one with my name on it already. What's that, Demon? I was thinking something similar. We could hide in one of those. Reginald, I thought you said you didn't want to go in the one that had you in it. I'd rather go there than stay here all night. That's fair. Um, at least the fire's out. How about the room that's deep underground? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's, let's poke ourselves around the corner and see what's what. We we know he's here. He ain't going anywhere. Hopefully. Right, hopefully. Hey, Dermot, what says you? Um... Any of them seem better than here. If we're going to spend the night, I would rather not have Strahd come in and, you know, be cranky and tired. All right. Then, uh, let's head down. Let's do it. Which one was that, Keith? That was 14. 14. 14. So you guys heading back over there? If that'd be good with you. Yep. You guys head up to tomb 14 on the map. Twitch viewers or YouTube viewers will be able to see uh, that area on the map. It's one of the tombs in the catacombs. It's the tomb that they crawled out of when they were teleported into a dark coffin-filled room. When you go over there, you remove the tomb door from the wall. A billow of smoke comes out of it and dissipates on the ceiling uh and whenever you poke your head in you hear an almost deafening sound of skeletons clamoring together trying to claw their way out of this tomb uh looking up at you some of them are throwing rusty swords as as high as they can up the, the the chimney that you climbed out of and it's almost like ants on an anthill down there with skeletons well that's great it was like Leaning over the side. I'm with you, Dermon. It's a uh, cozy, but uh, maybe a bit too much cozy down there. I think the uh, last people here might have been smokers. Could be, could be. Uh, you don't don't want to mess with something like you. Your health is important. So, where to next? Um. Well, anyone, honestly, any of them should be fine. Okay. I want to point the way toward where that one that had my name on it was. All right, that's hey, 23. We'll, do, we'll say we check this one out. I'm going to head that way. Okay. I follow him. You guys. I can't remember if we closed the door or not. Uh, I don't believe you did. You guys arrive, the tomb door that originally had your name on it but then was wiped away to be a clean tomb door uh remains clean it remains leaning up against the doorway to this tomb there is a marble uh slab standing before you nothing is sitting on it this tomb is you know as clean as an unused tomb might be the smell that used to appear in it no longer is there uh assuming assumedly to be an illusion of your nose as was reginald to your eyes at least that's what it seemed like so to your eyes and ears, this tomb is empty and nose. Yeah, this might do. What's you say, fellas? Yeah, at least this one doesn't stink. 
Um, I think it's fine with me. As long as we can hide well enough. All right. Anybody have anything to jam the door open? Um, we have a suit of living armor. Right. Makes sense. All right, boys. I'm going to head into El Tumo. I'm going to sit down in one of the corners in there and prop my head forward like Indiana Jones style. Okay. Um, Sounds good. Being real cool about sleeping. I want to understand what y'all are doing with a suit of armor. I think he's just kind of holding the door in place so it looks like it's still attached, if I'm not mistaken. So the three of you are inside, the armor is outside? No, the armor is also inside with us, correct? My thought was, let's not close this door lest it seal us inside. Yeah, because you said prop it open. Right. I feel um, as though an agreement might need to be come to on this one. So, um, I, I'm not concerned with what the armor does. I think the door should be closed. I agree. Um, Reginald, I, I don't think it's going to do us much good if the door is open. Then it would definitely go noticed. Right. Let's pull a shot. I'm sure the three of us can manage to get it back open if need be. Well, Seems the three so. of you anyway. Seems rather mm -hmm. ominous, but... Well, adventure, right? What's no. wrong, Reginald? Never slept in your own grave before? No, not to this day. No, 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 not to this day. Let's uh, let's get on with it and not speak about this too much more. I, I want to just pull the armor out of the way and, you know, just you know, close that door <laughs> nice and tightly behind us. All Give right. it a couple good taps to make sure it's closed. All right, the door seems to be nice and uh, tightly closed. Jericho, are you currently rolling with an initiative or no? Or not initiative, uh, inspiration? Am I what? Do you have Do an inspiration? have inspiration? I don't think so. Okay, I really enjoyed your comment about never slept in your own grave before, so I'm trying to remember <laughs> inspiration more, so enjoy your inspiration. I also mm -hmm. now understand why it would have been confusing while playing D&D &D for me to say, to say, are you rolling with inspiration? Uh, I just meant, are you moving forward? Do you have an inspiration? Yeah, but yeah, it was poorly communicated because I'm stupid and don't understand the game. I thought I was supposed to make a roll and you just didn't come through on this end. No, not, not true. It's all good. It's all <laughs> Your heart dropped like, I have to roll. <laughs> Please. Roll Please, no. I just closed the door on the tomb with my name on it and you're asking like, can you roll that again with inspiration? I'm like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. Alright, what's the what's the plan? Sleep. Sleep rest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are you guys all just trying to sleep as long as you're allowed or what? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Long rest. Gotcha. Alright. Can right. we have our armor buddy kind of making sure that like if anything starts shuffling about and needs to wake us up, he, he will do so? Uh, it will take his his master to do such a thing. Um, I assume Reggie asks a question so Derman says yes um, that would be a good idea for you to do that will you stand guard and 
wake us up if anything happens. If if there's anything unusual or if you believe we are in danger. He, he nods. The armor nods to you. Cool. I'm going to pull out my bedroll and lay myself down. All right. I am doing the same after kind of giving the armor a couple of taps to see where, like, where's the food line at? So I know how far to reach down and just grab a random handful of food. Okay. The the food line is now, like, right in in his middle, like, where his belly button would be. Got it. All right. I'm, I'm going to open up the old visor and just... Get 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 the hand down in there yeah. and grab a a meaty fistful of something. If this is your first episode of the show, you need to go back right now <laughs> <laughs> and learn what's going on. I'm not explaining it anymore. <laughs> so yeah, you pull out some delicious foods for the evening. Right. I'm just ha- I'm handing uh, like in my hand. I have like a Thanksgiving dinner like turkey gravy like some random meat bits and stuff i'm just like handing it towards my two companions anybody wanted anybody want a little taste of this uh none for me oh man i don't want to take all of you i'm good you you take it dermot dermot you you must you must may or may not already be asleep but if he were awake he would definitely ignore that okay (laughs) gotcha that dermot may be asleep I want to take half of what I have on my on my handful of random food bits and just leave it in a little pile next to where Dermot's at. Okay. Right next to his litter box. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to down the other other half of it. and You see, and just push that away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do we full health? Uh, if you were to get a long rest, but I'll, I'll communicate with that you with that with you shortly. Gotcha. Neat. So you guys are sleep. You've been sleeping for two hours at this point. All right, you guys have made it for a short rest. So let's see how. Right. Well, don't call anything yet. I feel like we're going through like the long dark and like the, the little countdown thing is going overnight. All right, the dice have rolled in your favor. Anyone who's ever run Curse of Straw before will be like, <laughs> that DM didn't do what he was supposed to do. He didn't. He's treating them unfairly with kindness. <clears throat> I'm trying to make a show here. You guys made your long rest. Uh, what do you do? Right. Huh? Reveal to us. If we were playing real, like real Curse of Strahd by the book, I would roll like every twenty minutes for you guys, whether you'd have an encounter or not. Every twenty game minutes, like every twenty minutes you spend in the dungeon in game time, not in real life time, I'd roll. Visually, I could see that as like we're in this tomb in this crypt down at the bottom of a castle, and like randomly some some booger will just run past yep. every 20 minutes and just I, whiffs on us, doesn't see us. I'm also rewarding you for having the wherewithal to probably not prop up and camp out right next to the coffin where you assume Strahd sleeps. <laughs> and we you Because last week that was the plan and I was worried about that. <laughs> Think of the adventurous tale we could have told. Yep. But you guys do. You make it, you make it eight hours. Or... 
Stop putting the baby emote in the chat. I'm not a baby. I'm trying to make a show here. Eight hours long rest or full rest? Yeah, that you made it. A, you made it a full rest, you guys. I, I'm rewarding also your your desire to close yourself into a tomb and uh, pull. You know, um, lock yourself in and stuff. I took things into account. Anyway, uh, full rest. Any of you who had your health point maximum reduced, it is now back to where it used to be. La, la, la. And have I regained charges on me thingy? Um, it would be daylight out at this point, and I believe it recharges with the dawn, does it not? It do. Okay. So, so yes. Let me t Does it gain a certain amount of charges? I think it's three, isn't it? Or is it it's a... like 1d6 plus whatever. Yeah, I gotta go. I, I think it, I was trying to decide whether it was a thing like that well, or it would not. be, if it has 10 charges, it would be like 1d6 plus 4 charges because they're always yeah. going to give you an option to get up to max charge. Right. Yeah, 1d6 plus 4 at dawn. Yep. Yep, that's it. So, so as long as you roll a two or above, you're filled it up. I rolled a six. All right. So it's fully charged at ten. You can't go over the charge, right? Nope. Right, right, right. You did not say. You just said it had ten charges, and I assume that over the hundred years it's been in there, it would have gathered more than that. Yeah, exactly. My right was me more just ensuring you that I am speaking right. Instead of asking if I was right that time. I know, again, confusing. Um, okay, so you guys awake. Sur even, honestly, you're surprised uh, that you have been able to sleep this long. But you can't help but tell that you're, you're uncomfortable. Your sleep, while it was a full rest, was not restful per se. You feel... You feel a little fatigued. You feel like you've been, especially you two lawful, lawful good were raven boys, are feeling as though this castle is taking its toll on you, and you've been in here for, you know, you've been in, in here for maybe sixteen hours at this point, and you're it's wearing on you. Does this have a meta purpose? It does not have a. It does not have an in-game effect yet. Okay. <laughs> Good morning, fellas. Yeah, everybody awake? Well, I don't think there's anything good about it. Well, I am awake and alive, I suppose. Oh, are, are we, we are still alive, right? Uh, we're in a tomb. I mean, if we did, at least we're in place already. Right. True. Very true. Come on. Uh, I'm getting tired of being in here. This place is giving me the heebie-jeebies. Let's get cracking. Got a bit of a smell to it as well. Dimmon, you think yeah. your can opener can open this can? I hope so. I feel a bit overly tired, so I doubt I'm of good use today, but... Armor, would you please open the door? The armor presses against the door, but it doesn't budge. You butthole. Hey. Hold up now, hold up, hold up. I want to get to the door and give it a shove also. Okay. Roll. Well, the armor didn't roll anything. It's so. a 19. You press, you slam yourself against the door, but it doesn't budge. Yeah, we did. Armor, will you try pulling the door open? <laughs> Go ahead and roll for me. Okay. So while while he's pulling that up, I'm looking at the armor. I'm like, yeah, you pull it, I'll push it. We'll see which way it go. 
That's eleven. Eleven. He he moves it, but the door budges just a hair, but it doesn't. It doesn't open. Hey, might be on to something today. I'll give it a pull with a twenty-five. All right, you give it a pull, um, and you're pulling, you're pulling, you're pulling, and then finally the door does snap loose on the right side and the left side, and but it stays a little bit attached at the middle, and it swings open, and you pulled so hard that it smacks you in the face, and you take the money maker. and you take three damage. Your face is scratched up by this door, and it's you know the rough edges of it scratch across your face, Reginald, and you take three damage. Well, hey, if anybody in town asks, I got this fighting this stroke fellow, okay? I mean, we're all in the same place. Right, right. True story, true story. And as the door snaps open, the air from within your, uh, from within your tomb is sucked out of it. And you can hear the rushing wind as the air is sucked out and away from you. And just as the moving air dissipates, as the pressure goes back to normal throughout the catacombs, you can hear a muffled bit of demon or you know evil laughter from somewhere above you in the castle. Russian demon. <laughs> Broadly Eastern European, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I suppose it's time we'd better get going. Um, and Dermon's like rubbing his eyes, like he's just, you know, he. he it's, it's like that that nap you take. That's I'm playing it as as if it's the nap you take where you get like you wake up and you feel like you've been kicked in the head. Mm-hmm. He's just like, uh, where are we going to go now? Um, based on the chuckle of doom, I'm assuming that Strahd knows where we are. Um, maybe it's a bit much to assume that. Maybe the castle just laughs every morning. I don't know. Well, if he'd known where we are, he'd have come busted down the door and dragged us out last night. I, I think he knows we're here, but not where. I don't know. I'm not so sure that he really cares to hunt us down. I think He's more playing a game with us at this point. Because he could have had us whenever we went to the dining hall at the very beginning of our little adventure here. That is true. Hey, look, while we're here, let's check out the bedroom. See if he's still there. Yeah. That's fine. Maybe, uh, maybe the casket opens during the daytime. And if we can't get it open, um, there's a couple of alcoves in there. Maybe there's a clue hidden in there. If not, Maybe the there's some kind of secret device in one of these other caskets. There's right. more rooms to search. You might be right. All right, I'm going to head out of that tomb. Okay. I'll follow him. You guys head out of the tomb, and when you reach the door to the chamber where you assume Strahd might sleep, uh, the portcullis is locked shut again. Dookie. Anybody got any spare hands? Um, do we want to get one of the big slabs from the front of the tombs around here to use as sort of a prop? That way we don't uh, crush any more fingers. Could. Might be wise. 
uh, tell you what, if you can get one over here, I believe we can get this gate up again. I don't think I can get one over here. All right. Uh, Darman, bring one of those stone slabs over here. I think this is a job for all of us, um, not just one of us. Mm, all right. If that's how it's going to be, I guess we all go and find a slab. Isn't 30, 38 is probably the closest one that yeah. would have the, the slab door cover thing open on it? Yep. You guys go grab the slab and drag it back that way, and you stand before a portcullis that is slammed shut. Slab grabbing. Got it. All right. Um, Reginald and uh, Dermon, you want to get the armor on the uh, gate, and maybe me and you can try and slide this across the ground underneath it? Um, sure. You can try that. Armor, would you help us out, please? Just so long as one of us can get through to throw the switch on the other side. Yeah, I'm already at the gate. I'm like, you know, psyching myself up for it, getting ready. Maybe a few stretches. But Roll it up. Give consideration to the fact that the device that raises and lowers this gate is on the inside. So more than likely, there was someone in there to flip the switch. Could be right. Reginald is frozen in his stretching. <laughs> So wait, should we, you know what? No, let's just do this. And I just grab the gate and I, I give it a mighty heave. Roll it. It was a 20, not Natch. It does not budge. Either, Reginald, this gate has grown heavier overnight, or you have grown weaker. Mm, not a good prospect for old Reginald. Hmm. He's going to give it one more shot, thinking, well, you know, maybe it's you know, morning time. Yeah, stretch it out. Gotcha. I'll give, it, I'll give it one last shot. It was a 15 on that one, though. Even still, no budge. Nothing. I think this guy might be, might be locked a bit tighter than we suspect. All right. Then we're just going to have to move on from here. Yeah, but where? You two got any good ideas? We're pretty well going down. Should we go up? There's another downstairs casket area right next to where we slept. I never thought I'd say that. Mm. Mm. Yes, there. Um, I think there's more here we could explore, but we could certainly find our way up, I'm sure. I, for one, yeah. am interested in exploring what um, what Molly said. Um, And recall, we have the... Uh, Oh, what's the thing called? The brazier that teleports us places. There's one that would teleport us to the casket, if I'm not mistaken, and then we could open it from the inside. You might be on something there. I want to fiddle in my pocket and grab out the, the little orb that I got. I can't remember if that was the, the casket one or not. I'm sorry, I, I'll be honest with you, I was trying to read something in preparation. What is the plan? Um, <clears throat> we're not really enacting any plan right now. We're, okay. uh, I think we're going to uh, K87. Yeah. All right. Making preparations to head that way. Reginald just fished around for his gym bauble, what teleported people. Oh, yeah, the green one. You picked up a green one. Yeah, I can't remember if that was the, the one that takes you to the, the graveyard or what's going on. We'll um, see it on the when we get back there. Yep, I don't yep, think yep. you can use it without that. 
True. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Alright, so you guys head to K87 then? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Alright. You guys walk through the catacombs, the dark, cramped hallways, bringing fear into your hearts, or at least uh, close to your hearts, where you can either decide to let it live or push it away. And you arrive at the top of some stairs. Wide steps descend to a landing flanked by two alcoves. Within each alcove, taking up the full 30-foot height of the ceiling, is a bronze statue of a warrior holding a spear. A soft blue curtain of light flows between the two alcoves, dimly visible. On the other side of the curtain are more descending stairs. It's a lot of stairs. I'm going to walk up and put my hand on that blue curtain of lightiness. Your hand goes through it, unobstructed, and without pain, or really any feeling at all. Okay. Well. That was unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm going to assume that all is well, and I'm going to walk through it. You succeed in walking through it. It's as if you walk through a regular old passageway. Cool. Yeah. Um, Keith, I would like to roll uh, an intelligence check against this backpack that I have. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I want to see if I can determine how it's used, so you tell me what I should roll for that. Uh, roll in, Yeah, roll an intelligence check. Okay, Do you remember what tomb you got that from? I don't. It was one of the ones that I visited. I think it was 18. 18, you think? No, it wasn't 18. Well, he only searched from 13. 13. Oh. He did, he did 13 to 20. Oh, yeah, I only went to 11. Okay, what'd you roll? Yeah, in 11. In 11. Uh, it obviously has wings. You believe that if you were falling or moving forward qu quickly enough or something that you would possibly be able uh, to glide, that it would slow your fall and maybe add distance to a fall. Okay. Um, do I see a way to activate it or is it just like automatic? You do not see a way to... Um, well... Yeah, 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 yeah. On on one of the straps, you spy a button that, um, when the wings are folded in, uh, you spy a button that will allow them to release. Interesting. Interesting. I want to run. I want to use like. <laughs> I want to dash. Okay. I wanna. I want to dash and use the tabaxi trait that allows me to double my speed. So I want to be zooming, and I want to jump off of the top of these stairs following uh reginald and i want to push that button and just try to glide down okay I want, i'm just i'm gonna I'm test it out all right and we agreed on your weight last time was somewhere in like the 150s 140s yeah somewhere around there okay gotcha all right do do that roll like an athletics check or something okay Uh, 14. All right, you back up. You gain an, an intense amount of speed. You're running. at the, By the end of your... Almost before you jump, you're on all fours with the cat-like 
agility. You jump into the air. You press the button. The wings open up. But sadly, as they catch air, a piece on the right wing snaps. Oh, no. The cloth and all the cloth in the right wing begins to come loose, and this glider does not hold you very much at all as you go hurtling towards the curtain without any ability to stop or really any any with these without these wings slowing your fall really at all. He was trying to like float past. Can I roll to like see if I can grab him? By the time you would have noticed him falling, he's he's already too far gone. I think. Um, gotcha. he's left off the it's stairs at this point. Like, you're not falling to your death or anything. It's just the top of some stairs. Do I need to roll to dodge? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> anything you do while you're in the air, Dermon? Flail. Flail. <laughs> All right. You flail, to, you flail towards the curtain, um, and you land just beyond it, right on the, the end of that landing before there are more stairs that go down. Um, and you slam into the floor there, but the cur- the curtain does not stop you. Uh, it feels again as though you're passing through really nothing at all as you pass through that blue curtain. Um, okay, well, okay. I'm going to take off the wings. Um, and I'm just going to look at them disappointedly. Okay. Well, do uh, at least it's a good thing you tested it rather than relying on it to save your life. Yes, and that was the point. I, um, you know, I, I had this vision of jumping out of a window, and you know, no other reason, or no, no, no other other way to escape. Just being forced out of a window and thinking, well, I've got these trusty wings here, and then no, they landed me butt first on some stairs. Well, in the words of Dermon of yesterday, you do know you can fly, right? Yeah, you you should, you can you can be like a real bird. What with the real wing in you? Yes, right. I I, I do know that. Well, and you know, I'm just I'm I'm just wondering at this point. You know, I got some broken spear, and you got some broken wing, whatever that is, and. Is everything in here broken or boobified, trapped, or... Yeah, I don't. I just don't know. <laughs> um, Reginald, stay on that side for just a moment. I want to try and pass back through the curtain to the other side. Uh, let's see. <laughs> you got friends on the other side. You got friends on the other side. Well, must have one. And the armor. I don't think he's friendly. This is sentient. Right. I'll wait here. I want to clunk, clunk, wrap a knuckle on the armor's chest. Time for breakfast. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it, it, you can pass back through the, the curtain. You, It's the same as you went through. Your, you know, your hand goes through and as if nothing was there at all. All right. Um, fellas, I'd... I feel like this is a magical barrier. It is magical in nature. It is glowing. I don't know. It's not stopping any of us from going through either way. Maybe it's supposed to keep the flies out. I don't know. I want to grab that seemingly magical curtain and just yank it off the ceiling. Uh, You can't grab it, but your hand also passes through it. 
It was worth a shot. Come on, Reginald. I think uh, I think I smell some adventure down here. Oh, I want to stairs again. I'm trudging that way down them stairs on search for adventure. Okay. While they're heading down this way, I want to, uh, taking into consideration what um, Jericho said, I want to shoot a, um, gosh, what did I get? What did I get? Hang on. I don't know what you uh, got. I want to shoot a firebolt at the wall, just like, just testing my magics. Okay. You successfully do so. Hmm. Um, what wall are you shooting at? Um, well, I'm imagining that, like, he fell right where the, like, top of the K and the 8 meet. Sure. So just kind of like at that little corner right there, just like a quick little Okay, yeah, you successfully fire a firebolt that way. Um, mm-hmm. as you do so, you illuminate the rest of the room. Because, of course, oops, sorry for the barking, everybody. Um, as you know, everything is very dark here but there is light actually coming from the other side of this room because uh, it's also the most light you've seen in the past 16 hours this tomb rests in hushed silence as you look down the stairs you see tall stained glass windows dominating the eastern walls allowing dim light to fall on two two coffins resting atop white marble slabs the one against the north wall is marked King Barov von Zarovich, and the one against the south wall is marked Queen Ravanovia von Royen. The vaulted ceiling 30 feet overhead is inlaid with a beautiful gold mosaic. Um, is this Strahd's parents? Um, no, not, not really sure. That is what I would think, if anything. And do you think the thing we walked through is maybe an alarm to let Strahd know when people are messing with his uh, mom and pop? Not sure again. <laughs> and I'm reaching back for my, my axe. Okay. Just in case. Just in case. Just to try to remember, and I don't remember what exactly now, what Strahd told you when he was sitting at the dinner table. Did he tell you the story of anything at all with his he mother? The castle was built for her, but she died before she could see it finished. Did he mention her name? I think so, but I don't remember what it Let's was. Let's just retcon that if he did, yes, this would, you at least recognize the name King uh, or Queen Ravanovia as Strahd's mother. And you also know that you're in a land called Barovia. And you're looking at the coffin of a King Barov. I want to open that casket of the king. (laughs) (laughs) Damn Are we sure that's a good idea? Wait up, wait up, This This is, you know, the man's parents could be. Jericho. Do you know where we are? Do you think any of this is a good idea? Um, We're here. We may as well get the full experience. Yeah, but just because Strahd's kind of a dick doesn't mean we have to go poking around in his parents' final resting place. No. I'm just going to see if they're actually dead. And then I'm going to close it and walk away. Hearing that, Reginald's eyes get like three times bigger. I'll go check the other one. I want to head off that way. Okay. I'm in a corner, if I can. 
All I'm right. Sure Roll your stealth. The stealth of the cool year? Oh. I mean, you <laughs> huh? I was going to roll it, but I accidentally dropped the dice and it landed on a 19. Nice. All right, Jericho, you go over there and hide in the south corner where the stairs and the wall meet. Um, Derman, you pop the lid off of the King Barov's coffin, and within it you see... At first, you're surprised to see a very well-preserved human being in there. But then, upon further inspection, you see uh, that this is just a very beautifully sculpted, life-sized wax effigy of King Barov. I didn't know it. Never mind. (laughs) I unknew it. What'd you know? Well, no, I thought... I was I had a theory that like the 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 curtain was a um uh it was like a like kind of like a gentle repose type mm. deal where he just he had his he had his parents corpses in there but he was like preserving them. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Nope, just looks like a wax effigy of his father in there. And when I bust open the other one, what happens? When you bust open the other one, there is some stink. Yeah, the There's a little stink in there. Um, it holds only a skeleton adorned in the finest garments that you have ever, that you ever laid eyes on. Beautiful, a beautiful queenly dress adorns this skeleton. Uh, or excuse me, a beautiful queenly white shroud as well covers all these bones. So, Reginald, having opened this coffin and glanced back to see what was in the other one, looks back at his own coffin. It says, Darman, what what gives? Yours yours looks a lot more juicy than this one. Um well, you know, I am pretty special. But uh no, this one is actually just wax. Hey, Darman. Does it does it look like Strahd? Does it look like it could be a Strahd dead? It does. <laughs> I, I turn back um and look at it and does it? It does. It does. I turn back uh, to to just darkness in general. No, I'm kind of like just looking some in a random direction back toward the stairs mostly. Um, yes, it does. It's uh, it does look like him. Like it could be. Certainly. Hard to say with this one. It's a bit. Uh, oh, you could crispy. I mean, you could check the bone structure. I don't know how to check those <laughs> trucks. Do you use your right. eyes mostly? So, is there anything worth being here for? Not uh, that I can't right. say I feel right about desecrating somebody's parents' grave. Well, let's uh, let's seal the old fools up and. Skedaddle. Yeah, stay fresh in there. I just want to close that lid gently and <laughs> keep the tap closed. All right. And may we never meet again. I want to swoosh back up them stairs. Hey, you swoosh, you're back up the stairs. Now standing it's in the cool. catacombs once more. Supposed to be giving me the heebie-jeebies. I'm going to play as though I'm ready to get this done and get out. Yeah, you're in a spooky place for sure. All right, boys. Uh, I'm out of ideas. What next? Well, we can always try the uh, flamey torch again. 
I want to point across the way towards them spirally stairs. What's ahead of us? Okay, what's, yeah. What's that way? Down the hall. Sorry, go ahead. That was it. Sorry, down the hall is a spiral uh, staircase. It seems as though it is a spiral staircase heading upward. This is a staircase you have not been on before. Interesting. Yeah, that one looks like it goes up. Yes, if we're going up, I say that is the road uh, route we take. Um, I just I'm gonna I gotta pee, so Derman's gonna do whatever the group decides. All right, cool. Autopilot. Um, Reginald, I'm pretty sure that uh, staircase is gonna lead us back up to the same floor where we encountered uh, what's his name, Rahodin. But I, I've been wrong before. On that same floor, there was a spiral. That, nope, I don't know that. Let's <laughs> see. There was a spiral staircase that didn't connect to the rest of the map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't know that. Well, my reckoning is we've poked in pretty much all the corners around here. There's not a lot of poking left to poke. Yeah, but recall we do have the option of the brazier that could teleport us wherever we need to go. Right. Right. Let's, I'll tell you what. Let's head back to the brazier and we'll, we, let's see if we could get a bit farther down the way. We'll say. Yeah, let's give it a shot. Looks like Derman's already headed that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys head towards the brazier. You, of course, remember the trap that you passed by here last time, uh, last evening. So you guys all handily best the trap. This time, it's actually Derman who has the bright idea. He picks up a loose stone that was in the hallway, uh, and he jams it into the latch where the trap would have broken free. Tests it one time for himself, passes over the top of it, and then the rest of you follow suit. The trap is now disabled, and uh, you guys can walk across it. Just so you know, Dr. Smoke really wanted Dermon to light Strahd's dad on fire to make sure he was actually made of wax. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Perfect. That is old Dermon. Lawful good Dermon can no longer do such things. He is no longer <laughs> legally allowed to be a pyromaniac. I just said that. So we have Dr. Smoke listening with us this evening? Yeah. Wonderful. Apparently he's questioning how he could possibly be lawful good. Because I said he's <laughs> lawful good. And he said, Dermon? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. I've been, I guess I, I too have forgotten about that rule. But we'll see. The very astute Dr. Smoke. We have successfully crossed over, tap yes. danced over the trap, right? You guys find yourself back in the brazier room. A room right. hanging wall to wall with over-the-shoulder boulder holders. Mm, man, that is... <laughs> well, not over-the-shoulder and not quite boulders, but little shiny pebbles. Absolutely, little shiny pebbles. Worn in the pocket, not on the chest. There you go. Currently. Right now, so... Which, look, which one of these is which? We tried one the last time. I don't know if I want to go back that way. Well, I think we could we could handle that little man if we wanted to go back. But I'm fine going wherever. I have no horse in this fight, as it were. Can I? Mine, mine was the green one, right? Correct. I, I took him 
pocket. Can I just take a little peek, see around the side of this thing or wherever it's at, and see if another green one is in place? Uh, no, this, there is no green one in place. The hole that the green one used to be in remains empty. The green one right. that is in your hand seems to be the one that belongs there. So is there an inscription for each one tells you what kind of place it goes to? So it, I think it would behoove me to read the description of this room again, just so everybody knows. This room is 30 feet square, rising to 20 feet tall ceiling. The stone, A stone brazier burns fiercely in the center of the room, but its tall white flame produces no heat. The rim of the brazier is carved with seven cup-shaped indentations spaced evenly around the circumference. Within each indentation is a spherical stone, twice the diameter of a human eyeball, and made of a colored crystal. No two stones are the same color. Overhead, a wood-framed hourglass, as tall and wide as a, as a dwarf, uh, we let's all laugh at the fact that that's you know measurement. We did that one time before. Standard uh, dwarf. This hangs uh, that hourglass hangs ten feet above the brazier, suspended from the ceiling by thick iron chains. All the sand is stuck in the upper portion of the hourglass, seemingly unable to run down to the bottom. Written in glowing script on the base of the hourglass is a verse in common: Two nine-foot-tall iron statues of knights on horseback, poised to charge with swords drawn, stand in deep alcoves facing one another. The brazier sits between them. The verse on the underside of the hourglass reads as follows. Cast a stone into the fire. Violet leads to mountain spire. Orange to the castle's peak. Red if lore is what you seek. Green to where the coffins hide. Indigo to the master's bride. Blue to ancient magic's womb. Yellow to the master's tomb. All right, that went a little bit quick. I was trying to write them down. Violet's mountain spire. Orange is... Castle's peak. Castle's peak. Red. If lore is what you seek. Red lore. What else we got? Green to where the coffins hide. Okay. And indigo. Out you go where the master's bride. <laughs> uh, blue to ancient magic's womb. W-O-M-B. Yellow to the master's tomb. Keith, can you zoom in on the uh, part we're in now? Yeah, sorry. You find yourself... Is that a you idea, or are you receiving direction from outside? <laughs> um, I took a picture of it and sent it to Dr. Smoke to say, hey, this is a fire that teleports you places. Yeah. But then you read the description again. Gotcha. And he said, oh, cool, I can't really see detail on the map on Keith's feed. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's It's small. So good now. One day things will get that, better. I want to take that green one that I had in my hand and just like, just chuck it into the little fire. You chuck it into the fire. The white flame in the brazier it turns green, burning brightly. I want to just stick my head first into the thing. See what I see. All right, when you touch the green fire, you are instantly teleported to a uh, room full of skeletons from earlier. You find yourself, oh boy. Let me change, let me turn to that place. Uh-oh. Reginald, you close your eyes. Uh, everyone else here is a little as Reginald ceases to be before them. And Reginald, you find yourself in just a second where I'll be able to read to you. Welcome to the stream, Alex Hess. Thanks for being here, buddy. Um, 
during Dungeon Boys, I don't read a ton of chat, but know that whatever you type, I will see it. But we are recording a podcast, so I try not to derail. It's been a while since the bot has told you guys that, so um, that be it. Uh, all right. You find yourself uh, in this large, drafty room is strung with cobwebs and takes up most of uh, the upper floor of a place that you've never been. <laughs> uh, like, sorry, the notifications for the stream are extremely loud. <laughs> uh, thank you for the host, Alex. I appreciate it. Uh, this large, drafty room is strung with cobwebs. Stacks of wooden planks lie amid several crates marked junk. 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 So, can I just just jump back to that little flamey portal thing? Yes, the flame, the, the flame is behind you, uh, and the, the flame remains its normal size. Uh, where Jack and Dermon are, the hourglass has begun, Jericho and Dermon are, have begun, the hourglass sands have begun to fall. Uh, the flame is getting smaller and smaller, but you touch the flame again and you pass back to where your friends are. Bloop! Bloop! Can you read the description of that room one more time? I, I I assume he's telling us about it. Yep, this large, drafty room is strung with cobwebs. Uh, stacks of wooden planks lie amid several crates marked junk. Um, Reginald, would you mind rolling a perception check for whenever you arrived in that room for me real quick? To precept it? Uh-huh. Let's see. It's uh, 18. Mm, good job. While you were there, Reginald... You remember that out of one of the windows, even though it was covered in cobwebs, you could see out of one of the windows. And whilst looking out of one of the windows, very briefly, you could have swore outside the window you saw a town square. And glinting in the sunlight of the morning, you swear you could almost see the head of a man you recognize as the Potion Man. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so I want to I want to get back to these fellas and just quickly describe what I saw, uh, including the brief uh, add-on that uh, I, I believe the uh, I believe I saw a, a fine fella from from town. What you know, sold us some of those good potions we had. So the portal took you back to Velaki. It could be. I I don't know. I just I saw a prominent figure of the Velaki township. It seemed that way. Seemed like you were back in Velaki based on the city square. Did not see a strong though, so let's keep this one in reserve, mayhap as a way out. That was yeah. green style? It was a green. That's the one that said something about coffins, right? It was I did not see a coffin. I saw planks and, and boxes said junk. I would like to try uh, the blue one. Okay. And uh, plug it and toss it in and jump through. All right. Uh, after the green fire burns down and the white fire reappears, you toss a blue stone into the fire and you appear in a different place. A place that is in a different part of my book where I must turn. I should stop the saying that. Constant itching very much stop saying things like that. <laughs> uh oh. What? 
you at the beginning of the thing telling us we do a good job. But oh, didn't want to. yeah. Yanking wieners? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A goal. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, Dermon, this is what you see. A golden marble staircase with a black marble railing hugs the north wall of this room as it spirals gently up to a 30-foot wide shaft. Lying in the middle of this room are six rotting wooden crates. The ambered-covered walls are sculpted to look like tentacles that entwine around marble bas-reliefs of kings queens, pharaohs, and sultans attended my myriad slaves. The west, south, and east walls contain alcoves, and standing in each alcove is a tall, rough block of amber. Two wide cracks have opened up in the south wall, spilling rubble and shattered pieces of amber onto the floor into the southeast corner of the room. Roll a perception check. Okay. Uh, that's a 24. This does not seem anything like the castle you're in. It's colder here. If you if things could get colder than the castle Ravenloft, it's colder here. Uh, the architecture here looks nothing like the castle. There, You haven't seen any amber in this castle so far. You, to your best knowledge, are no longer in castle Ravenloft. Hmm. Um, you said there are rotting boxes? Oh uh, yeah, they're rotting crates. Yeah. Can I go? I want to look at one just very, very quickly. I want to like try to pop one open. Can I jump through the thing? You absolutely can. And I'd like to do a little bit of dialogue before, like, real quick. Okay. Um, Dermon, do you need any help in here? Is there anything? Have you seen any danger? Um, no danger necessarily but it, i don't think we're in the castle anymore all of this stuff is new and unique and not unlike the castle also have you noticed that chill yeah it's we're probably closer to the mountains in the north yeah, are you planning to investigate this what was that are you planning to investigate this room much um I just want to see what's in these crates. I know we don't have much time before the portal closes, so I just want to pop one open really quick and then go back. That's why I've come through. I'll get on the other side of the portal. If it closes, I'll open it back up. Excellent. Thank you. And I'm going to swoosh back through. All right. Um, when, Dermon, you try to open up a one of the boxes, when you pop the lid off of it, staring you directly in the face is a vampire spawn that has just awoken. It's, <laughs> it bears your teeth. It bears its teeth and reaches out to grab at you. Roll initiative. Good. While he's doing that. Back in the box, back in the box, back in the box. Hey, uh, original. Hey. Um, Dermon found it. It looks like some kind of sculpture room. It's got some boxes of old junk in there. Yeah, he's just taking a look around. I'm going to stay here and make sure the portal stays open for him. Sculptures? Yeah. Like That's not what we're looking for. Tentacles coming out of the walls and stuff. He's kind of a history buff, it seems. All right. If you want to join him, he's in there, but there's not much adventuring going on. Just Did it at least look interesting? It was cool. It's it's a good change from the creepy castle we're in now. I mean, I enjoyed it, but 
Somebody's got to stay here. And you, make you, sure you, this got, thing close. you got this, right? You're all, you, you got this. Oh, yeah. I'm, I can perfectly well throw a stone back into the fire. All right. Well, I'll go. At least I can tell tell everyone back home that you know, I've got to go to a different place. Yeah, well, all right. I'll go. go. Uh, all right, Reginald, don't do it yet. Roll initiative first. Oh. Oh. Five. Okay. Five. Five, five, five. I wanted to inform him about the room, but I also didn't want to be like, Get in there now. Gotcha. I don't know that there's anything wrong. <laughs> yep. Derman, what you got? I got a 16. All right. And Reginald, you got a five. Man, my original five. order worked just fine. All right. Um, Derman, the vampire spawn is directly before you, behind you, uh, about 30 feet away is the fire. Um, I'm not going to map this combat out. I'm just going to, let's just kind of roll it off the cuff because it's a surprise deal. So, Dermon, it is your turn. You are within melee range, obviously, of this vampire spawn. Huzzah. Um, well. Well. Huh. Well. <laughs> I'm gonna... Vampire I'm gonna, you know, yep. uh, take uh, the action to uh, disengage. Okay. And then I'm gonna run through the portal. All right. As Reginald, you're stepping towards the portal. Derman is Derman appears, f- jumping out of the flame and lands in your arms, Scooby Doo style. Hi, Derman. Don't go in there. there. Well, no, I mean, you want to see the statues. And That's the statues. Good, no, no. I told you, you didn't have to hurry back. I was going to keep the portal open. Well, yeah, I mean, what's the thing? Now it's an issue of closing the portal. You know those boxes? Um, yeah, there was a vampire in there. Stepping back. Reginald is like, stepping back, well, stepping back. You're not moving yet because... Scooby-Doo style holding on to Dermon. Yeah, you're still Scooby-Doo style holding on to Dermon. That's my little added flair, but you're not moving yet because we're still in combat. Um... The vampire spawn. Dermot, are you finished with your stuff? Uh, yeah. You, of course, can use some movement speed to get out of his arms if you want to, but... Yeah, I'll do that, because I've still got, like, ten left, so I'm going to do that. Okay, so now, at this point, I will also... Uh, Jericho, I'm going to need you to run roll initiative. That's a... Fourteen. Fourteen... Okay. Okay, mark that down. We have everybody. Then we got Ridge. Then we got... Make that a little bit smaller. And make that a little bit smaller. And that a little bit smaller. Everybody sing it with me. And that a little bit smaller. And everything's almost done. That was good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks. All right, I'll what? What now? Really good. Did you want me to note times on this combat setup? Or no, you're good. You're bad? good. All right, so you guys came right here. Reginald is there. Dermon, which way do you go with your movement speed? Um, Left or right of Reginald? 
I, I guess right. It don't much matter, I guess. Okay, we'll have Jericho on the left there, Dermond on the right. We'll say the armor was waiting patiently behind. These squares are 20 feet wide. Uh, and after you move that way, um, Jericho... What? Squares are 10 feet wide, I believe. Did I say 20? Yeah. I meant 10. Sorry. Yes, 10. Squares are 10 feet wide. Coming out of the portal is a vampire spawn that also lands right in front of Reginald. <laughs> it says. And you being the first creature it sees, it's going to try to do horrible, dirty, evil things to you. Do it. It's going to try to claw you, my sweet prince. I mean, you can try. And it's going to fail. It only rolled a 19. Yeah, I ain't going to do it. So it tries to claw you, but also it tries to reach into your... Um, <clears throat> it reach, tries to reach toward your neck and bite you. It bites you with a natural 20, my friend. Ooh, I am sorry, but it succeeds in its bite. You ain't sorry. Do it. Do right, it. You're right. I'm not sorry. Okay. So it's going to roll five. Ooh, eight. This is actually bad news that it critted on this booty. Um, eight. So 11 piercing damage against you. Whee. Oof. Unfortunate as well. And then eight necrotic damage. Ow. And if you'll remember that necrotic damage is going to burrow into your skin and your hit point maximum is now decreased by eight. But I like my skin. It sucks your blood out. And as it pulls its teeth dripping with orc blood away from your neck, it says, You taste strange. As it pulls its teeth out dripping with my orc blood, I say, Ow! <laughs> perfect. A perfect response. Eloquent as ever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Reginald. Eloquent as ever. Um, very funny. Okay, it is now, Reginald, your turn. A vampire oh, dripping with blood stands before you. I got a five on initiative. You less. Me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had to pass Jericho because technically he, you know, he wasn't prepared for initiative, so he's in the order, but we'll have to get him next turn. Which makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't prepared for initiative. <laughs> All right, so yeah. I'm just I'm, go I'm going in. I'm going in with my my axe. I got to. Okay. It's twenty six to hit. Yep. As the vampire bites you, you reach behind you and pull your axe off your back and swing it down towards the vampire, connecting with it. Your magical axe. I'm going for the shoulder. Ten damage. Ten damage to the shoulder of the vampire. Hmm. Hmm. And then a 22 to continue the attack. Will also hit. With 11 damage. 11 damage. Mm. It's sliced down. Okay. All and the while, the sand above your head is running down to the bottom of the hourglass. Yeah, that's uh, all I got this move. Okay. Because, I, yeah, I can't, I can't take an action. Okay, so we're good. Dermon, your turn has returned. Oh, goody. Goody, goody, goody. Um, I'm going to come up on him, and I'm going to... I'm going to stab at him with my dagger. Stab him. 
Oh, heck. Well, whatever. That's fine. Well, that's a nine. He do not. You do not hit. You do not do. Okay, then my armor gonna come up, and he gonna he gonna stab at him twice. All right, Dermon comes in and stabs at the vampire with his blade, but the vampire reaches down and swats the blade away. The armor comes in, going to stab twice with each of his forearms. One was a nine again, and the other was a nineteen. Well, yeah, nineteen. The vampire is able to dodge underneath one of the the forearms coming in for a headshot, but it dodges directly down into the second uh, left hook coming from the armor and takes some damage. Seven damage. He takes seven damage. Ah! That hurts! As it, you stab it into its belly. Uh, Jericho, it's your turn. Um, how's this vampire looking? Um, worse than he started, but not too bad. Not too bad. Okay. Um, I'm gonna use my hold vampire charge thingy. <laughs> Wisdom save, 15. Oh, yeah, sorry. (laughs) You mean I don't just make a sound effect? I mean, you can. He fails the wisdom save. The vampire is paralyzed. Giving all of you advantage on attacks and such. Oh, yeah. That's my action. Okay. Um, Who goes after me in... The vampire would go after you. Uh, Who of my allies? Reginald. Reginald would. Yeah. I, uh, Reginald, I don't think he's going to be doing much for a minute. <laughs> a minute. <laughs> That's how long it lasts. Um, <laughs> you want to push him back through to where he came from? Maybe. Just give him a shove. He's, he's standing still. That, that That's the end of my turn. Okay. He's going to roll to try to get out of this thing again because it's his turn now. Uh-oh. Uh, that's possible, right? Remind me. Can you do that? Um, yeah. Okay. I didn't write it down, but I do remember you saying that they could try again on their turn. All right, he tries again, and this time uh, he's able to... You can see a little bit of movement twitching in his hands as he's working through the uh, the paralysis provided by the holy symbol of Ravenkind. But, uh, so yeah, he does gain the benefits of being out of paralysis. Um... He succeeds on the throw. He begins to move again almost immediately. Did that take his action or his movement? That took his action. So he can't do anything else. It's the end of his turn. Okay. So is it my move now? Yeah, she'll move. Can I just finger to the old forehead and just boop, push him back through the little portal flame? Um, I, He is no longer paralyzed, so he you, you're noticing him begin to move. So... I mean, if you want to, per- you if you want to roll to use one finger, you certainly can. I can't. I'm not going to change the mechanics of it, but uh, yeah, yeah you can, you can try to push him. Roll a uh, roll a strength contest. Then how about that? That wouldn't be a saving throw, right? Yeah, that'd just be like a regular strength. Well, first of all, roll to hit. We'll roll to hit, then we'll decide how much pushing you get done. Okay, so like just a straight. A straight twenty to hit, or with my modifier? It, it would be whatever an unarmed strike would be, I guess, if you're just using your hands. Okay. So that would be plus your, I assume, probably per or uh, dexterity or strength plus per yeah. what's the p word? Proficiency. There it is. Yeah. You roll twenty four. 
Yep. You are successfully touch him with your hands. Now we will roll a strength contest to see if you succeed in grappling this boy and pushing him away. Fifteen. Uh, that is more than what he rolled. He rolled a nine. Uh, so you're able to push this vampire backwards, uh, pushing him with a great deal of strength. You're able to push him off balance. His heel hits against the brazier, and he falls backward through the flame. Bloop. And he gone. Nice. All right, so fire is extinguished. The fire is still is still blue. It has not yet been the allotted time. All right, can I? Hmm. To push him through the thing would have been my action, would it not? Correct. All right, tell, I'm going to tell me what you want to do. If... I'm gonna holler out. Okay. Thurman, change your fire! Change your fire! And that's my turn. All right, Reginald or Dermot, it's your turn. Okay. Um, I'm I grab uh, the the red one then, and I throw it in. All right, you reach around and grab the red orb, throwing the red orb into the fire. The red orb, of course, being the one that changes the fire red. And it says, "If lore is what you seek." So the fire does immediately turn from blue to red. The threat of the vampire coming back through based on what you know about this teleportation brazier and everything, seems to be quelled, and uh, you are now out of combat with red fire and an hourglass ticking down. So, uh, that, what, whatever place that was through that, it, it wasn't in the castle, you suppose, right? We don't have to worry about him going to warn or wake up his good buddy, this old stroke fella, right? Uh, it didn't seem like it was in the castle. It, it seemed much colder and of different architecture. Right. Is that that was the uh, that was the blue one, right? Yes, sir. That was the blue one. Yes, sir. Can is there a blue gem in there now? Like is uh, that, yes, the it, blue gem I'm, has returned. Yes, it has. I'm gonna take the blue gem out and just stick that in my pocket. <laughs> okay. Hoping that, like last time, it does not regenerate itself another blue gem. Right. You have reason to believe this will be the case. Right. Lock the door, take the key. The fire now burns red before you. The hourglass ticks down. Red is not the way to the tomb of the master. No, no. It says, says here, if I read this right, it's about lore. Do we want... To continue checking every one of these rooms, or do we want to go straight to the master's tomb and get this done? I say we go straight to the master's tomb. Assuming that it is the right location. Alright, Reginald? Well, I'm intrigued by the castle's peak and whatever this mountain spire is, but... I see your point. I think you'll, you've got a point. Um, our friend on the outside, uh, Davian, yep. right, said he'd be flying overhead and we'd just have to give him a signal and he'd join us. Maybe a big orange fire at the top of the castle would be a good <laughs> signal that he should come down and meet us. How fortuitous that the stone for that one is also orange. 
I want to just grab that one and just flick it into the little. I'll stay down here and keep the portal open. One of you try and wave him down and see if you can get him into the castle. Um, I think this is a. I think we're down to the wire here. Yeah. Darman, you poked around at the last one. You poked a bit too roughly, I think, on that one. Let me take this one here. Do you you have a means to certify? Oh, um. I believe so, and I've I've got my little bag with eight of those alchemist fires on it. The fire is the other end of the portal is also a fire, is it not? Yeah. So it it opens with a fire. Up. Oh, hang on, in character. I'm pretty sure that whenever we make the orange fire here, it'll make an orange fire where it's going to be. Right. If it's at the top of the castle on one of the battlements, then it should be visible. Well, so we ain't even got to go through it. Well, we don't know that it's visible. Uh, That's true. But also, even if it is, I doubt he's going to fly into a fire thinking, oh, that's my friend's right there. Right, right. Tell you what, tell you what, I'll I'll be right back. Just one one moment. I'm holding up like the one finger thing as I like scuba dive, like (laughs) backwards fall into the flame. Okay. (laughs) So... Um, let me figure out exactly where you land. <laughs> oh God! Uh, little portal of orange fire right. opens up about a quarter mile. <laughs> Reginald, you find yourself in a dark, dreary room with manacles attached to the walls. In the middle of the room is a wood-framed bed fitted with leather restraints. At the foot of the bed rest a, rests a closed iron chest. It's uh, its lid sculpted with an emblem. This book is wrought with typos. It's lid sculpted with an emblem. A wooden ladder leads uh, down or leads up to a trap door in the ceiling. Thin streams of water drip through the trap door's rotting wood, forming a puddle around the base of the ladder. I just jump right back through the fire. Okay. You return to your friends. What's over there? Uh, and I describe it. Um, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing the top of a whole lot. It, it doesn't look like it's been in use in some time. I mean, just manacles and whatnot. I mean, I describe the whole thing. Yeah. Um, wouldn't the trap door leading up with the ladder not be the top? You know you might be on to something, but just seeing the rest of the contents of the thing, I decided not to go and poke in about. You reckon I ought to poke a bit more? I can do no. it if you don't want to. No, no, no. Open it if it closes. Dermon, did Please you say something? Um, well, no, I was just going to volunteer to go in his place. Gotcha. Well, get on with the original. We're right. burning daylight or something. Got it. On to adventure. Jumping through. All climbing right. the ladder. Okay, you jump through. You appear back in this room. You climb up the ladder. Opening the trap door, a cold wind greets you atop the tower roof. It's rain-slicked flagstone surrounded by a 20-foot diameter ring of stone battlements. What? What? What is this book? This sentence. <laughs> a cold wind greets you atop the tower roof. 
It's rain so it's rain slicked flagstone surrounded by a twenty foot di okay, no, I understand now. Sorry. It's rain slicked flagstone surrounded by a twenty foot diameter ring of stone battlements. The thunderclouds above suddenly coalesce into a terrible visage of strahd. The face utters a ghastly moan as thousands of bats fly out of its gaping maw and descend towards the tower. You have but moments before the bats descend upon you. Okay. I am... I'm gonna... I'm not even bothering the ladder. I'm just jumping back down through that thing. Before I do, I want to take one of my alchemist fires that I had ready and just drop it on the on the roof. <laughs> I'm just... Like, just smash it. Okay. Um, you smash the alchemist fire on the roof. The roof is consumed in flames. Uh, and you drop back through the trap door with the sound yep. of screeching bats can be heard above you. Is the flame still flamey? Can I jump back through the flame? Oh, portal? you've barely been here moments. Yeah, you can hop back through the flame. All right, hopping through there. And as soon as I get through, I want to immediately grab one of the other gems. I don't care what color it is and just shove it in there. <laughs> okay, um, this time you grab... You grab yeah, all the things lighting up like a skittle. Yeah, we haven't grabbed purple or indigo yet. Okay, so this time you grab the uh, purple. There was a purple one. I think. Oh, violet maybe. Yeah, violet. Okay, this time you grab the the violet one, and pff, the flame turns violet. Let's. Um, uh, Reginald, nope. What'd you do? Nope. nope. I'm not. We should not. Nope. We should not go back to there. Giant strong head up in the sky, spewing clouds of bats, coming to eat my eyeballs. I like my eyeballs, boys. I want to keep my eyeballs. Were the bats coming through the trap door? Not yet. Did you close it? No. Bats don't have thumbs, Reginald. Right. <laughs> but the roof is also on fire. <laughs> I see. Well, I like my eyeballs. Jimin, what do you want to do? What? What do you want to do, Damon? Well, um, have we found yet? The, um, the yellow one, I think it was. Yes, but, uh, I don't know how we're going to get Davian in here. Um, Keith, in nope. the description of the room with the trap door, was there windows in the room before you go up to the top? There are no windows in that room. Okay. Wait, so we have been to the one, um, it's like where the, the master, uh, wait, like where is tomb. We've not done that yet. We yeah, that's the, the one, that's the one that I'm asking about. That's the one that I want to go to. Yeah. We were trying to signal Davy and Mardikov to try and oh. come in. Oh, well, yeah. Orange was the castle's peak. The yeah. violet one was the one that, that I chucked in there just randomly. And that one said Mountain Spire. Yeah. Oh. I'll go in there. All right. You arrive in a place. <laughs> I'll assume... Before you close, while you're looking that up, I just want to like... Hand on both shoulders, look Dermon straight in the eye, look out, 
for debates. If he's still up there, cloud of bats out the face. You know it if you see it, run away. I will keep that in mind. Thank you. And I stick my hand in that fire. All right. You find yourself. Whew. You find yourself in a place. A cold. A cold hearth stands across from the door of the room you appear in. The wind is howling down its chimney. A stone staircase is on the south wall. Three windows look out over a foggy sea. Roll perception for me. Okay. That's a nat 20 plus 12. That's a 32. Okay, looking out over the over the foggy uh foggy sea across the sea again. It seems as though if it were not for the small orange light atop it, you might not be able to see Castle Ravenloft across the foggy sea. But wow. being with your keen cat eyes, you can many miles away look and see Castle Ravenloft in all its glory with a small orange hat atop it, the color of fire. <laughs> <laughs> and Herman never went back. <laughs> <laughs> Just lived on the mountain forever. So, Derman lived happily ever after. <laughs> what, uh, is there anything else in the room? Uh, nothing beyond what I've just mentioned to you. What is the point? Is there, there, is there a door out? Yeah, there's a door that leads out. I've opened that door. Alright, you open the door that leads out, and you find yourself looking out uh, towards a rocky pathway. It's freezing, biting cold up here. The altitude is extremely high. Uh, you had to turn away from the place that you were looking out of, this, the sea that you were looking towards, um, but uh, to walk essentially away from the castle, you seem to be far north of it. Uh, and you walk out to find yourself uh, presumably on some sort of mountain pass uh, that appears at the top of the mountain. Yeah. Um, I will walk a few feet down the path, I guess. Okay. Um, walking a few feet down the path, uh, your suspicions are confirmed. You are at a mountain pass on top of a mountain in the north of, uh, Barovia. Again, down, down the mountain and towards Castle Ravenloft, you can, you're looking out over a, over the lake, the sea that was, that you've seen before. It's to the north of Velaki, uh, and you look out across it to see the castle far away from you. I'm all right then. I I turn back and I go through the portal again. I guess. All right, you appear back in the brazier room with your friends. There does not seem to be anything of value in there. I'm starting to think that none of these have anything of value for us. <laughs> That's what it seems like, kind of. So, hello. Sounds good to me. Reginald's already pulled 
yellow. He's like just tossing it up in the air, like, okay, you ready? All right. Well, we've got no backup. We never found the things in our uh, fortune. Well, we found the one item. Just as a reminder, you just, I think earlier you told me that you hadn't been to Violet or one other one? Correct. We opened the red portal, but we never actually went into it. And Indigo, we never opened the Indigo portal. Correct, yeah. You've never been to red, just as a... Well, there's only two rooms left. Shall we? Yeah. Throw one in. I'm I'm itching to go again, unless anyone else wants to. No, it's, it's good to be thorough with these kind of things. Um... Reginald, you, you went in the last one. You mind keeping the portal open here and Dermot and I will check out the red one? I got it. You can count on me. All right. I toss that red stone into that glowing fire of doom. Okay. Before anybody goes anywhere, Reginald's like holding his axe, like wound up for that home run pitch coming through. Okay. I'm jumping into the portal. Juice. All right. Mm. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Quiet. Jericho. No, 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 no. Jericho, you're about to be very satisfied. It, okay. A blazing hearth fire fills this room with rolling... From the top of it, <laughs> <laughs> a blazing hearth fire fills this room with rolling waves of red and amber light. The walls are lined with ancient books and tomes, their leather covers well oiled and preserved through careful use. All is in order here. The stone floor is concealed beneath a thick, luxurious rug. In the center of the room is a large, low table, waxed and polished to a mirrored finish. Even the, po- Even the poker in its stand next to the blazing fireplace is polished. Large, overstuffed divans and couch divans, divans, and couches are arranged about the room. Two chairs of burgundy-colored wood with padded leather seats and back cushions face the hearth. What's the art scene look like? A huge painting hangs over the mantelpiece in a heavy gilded frame. The rolling firelight illuminates the carefully rendered portrait. It is an exact likeness of Irina Kolyana. You are immediately reminded of your fortune, which told you... Which, I got it pulled up. Okay, which was revealed to you what you will, are about to tell us. Uh, seek in the castle, blah, 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 place of supplication. That's not it. Yep, here it is. This card of power and strength, it tells of a weapon of vengeance, a sword of sunlight, the eight <laughs> cards, the necromancer card. A woman hangs above a roaring fire. Find her and you will find the treasure. You did it! <laughs> Yay! You're in the room with the treasure. Also in the corner is the devil's trot. He blasts you with a fireball. You're dead. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Just kidding. For now. <laughs> say, and his mustache are smiling. <laughs> um, I want to investigate that painting. Does it look like it should hinge off the wall and be All a right. 
Roll an investigation check. I help him. It's a nat 20. I need no help. (laughs) Okay. Oh, what's luckily is that you need no help uh, because you look at the mantelpiece. uh, Lying under the mantelpiece, under the portrait of Tatiana, you find the Sword of Sunlight. Same version. What? So wait, I didn't see that there. Huh? Initially? Yeah, you saw it. Oh, okay. I didn't hear it in the description. No, sorry. So it's a fortune, so it it would not have been here had your fortune not been read that way. So I should have. I guess I should have just thrown that in. That would have probably sounded a lot better, huh? What a loser. Um, let me tell you about it. I assume Um, you grab it. I uh, yeah. Um, hang on. I. I've been wanting a sword that'll actually cut these stupid vampires. Silver swords and all that crap. Um, I'm assuming this thing, is it glowing or anything? Oh, baby. It's a god dang lightsaber. Awesome. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's going to cut a vampire. All right, it's not, so it's, it's, t- it's really just a handle that you see initially. Okay. But when you grab it, a blade of pure light comes from the handle. Mm. Oh, finally! Um, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna give you guys a depiction of it real quick uh, in the Discord. So let's talk amongst ourselves for just a moment, so you can kind of see. Bring it up on the. Screen. I will. I will do that. That that desire was already in my sweet little head. It's already a cool sword before the description hit. If you'll check Dungeoneering. You will be able to see a photograph of the sword. Yes. That's cool. Kinky. Yes. Kinky, baby. It's kinky. Alright, so let me open original. Sorry, this is going to take me just a second. Save image as... Oh, but you finally found it. How's it feel, Bryce? After so much searching. Well, I've asked every person in this game if they know about it. Yep. <laughs> you have. None of them did. And I found it by accident. <laughs> Alright, so we almost didn't go through that one. Yeah. You almost didn't, god dang it. <laughs> That's the one I wanted to go through originally, and then we just took so much time on all the rest of them, I was like, yeah, maybe we just need to get this done. <laughs> okay, so here's the Sword of Sunlight, everybody who's looking. What are you chewing on, Juice? The Sword of Sunlight. That's what it looks like. It's a handle. It's got a a, a blue inlaid crystal. There's probably a description here. Um, but you grab it. You grab the Sword of Sunlight. Do you not? I do. Okay. Uh, let me read up on this. You learn a few things about this sword. You, This sword makes you feel, it gives you a feeling that it was owned in the past by the same person who had built the tower that you all destroyed. This, this sword once belonged to the great w- wizard Kazan. Uh, and this, feel, this sword feels as though it is only half of a whole. This sword used to have a blade, uh, but it no longer has a physical blade. Um, but the sword was hidden from Strahd, and it seems as though Strahd may have found it and placed it in his castle. But this sword also 
as you hold it, you detect that it is sentient. You can feel that this sword has desires. Hmm. But it has a it has properties, so it has sentience. Um, you can help me. De- deal with this but first of all this sword is sentient uh the sun sword is sentient chaotic a sentient chaotic good uh weapon where it has an intelligence of 11 so i guess we need to will you take these down so it's one thing i don't have to think about yeah it has it has an intelligence of 11 wisdom of 17 and charisma of 16 it has hearing and normal vision out to a range of 60 feet. And this weapon will communicate to you by transmitting emotions to the creature carrying or wielding it. Okay. You can tell that this sword wants to kill Strahd. You have a desire to get out of here and kill Strahd. You can detect that this sword, as you hold it, is telling you its purpose is to kill Strahd. Not because it hates Strahd, but because of but for revenge for something. You can also detect a bit of fear within the blade. So now uh, tell what the fear is directed at. Um roll a roll arc. Roll, I don't know, roll a charisma check, I guess. Uh, nine. A nine? It seems as though this sword may have a bit of a fear of being destroyed. So let's talk about a sun blade. This item appears to be a longsword hilt. While grasping the hilt, you can use a bonus action to cause a blade of pure radiance to spring into existence or to make the blade disappear. While the blade exists, the magic longsword has the finesse property. If you are proficient with short swords or longswords, you are proficient with the sun blade. I I, I, I can't get all that. Do you have like a stat block for it? It's not a stat block. I'm just, it's something I'm reading from D&D Beyond. This is a D&D weapon. Um, okay. so I'll post it. it. I'll post it right here. I'll post it right here. Sorry, Twitch, Twitch viewers for these things. Does Zencaster need to be recording again? No, because it's not the first crap's worthless because Zenith got kicked out. We don't have any, we don't have any, um, history of Zenith's recording anymore. Okay. Which blows, but it's okay. Hopefully the audio is sounded fine on Twitch and that'll just have to be how it is. Um, let's see. What was I saying? Sunblade. What else does the Sunblade do? You gain a plus two to bonus attack and damage rolls made with this weapon, which deals radiant damage instead of slashing. When you hit an undead with it, the target takes an extra 1d8. The sword's luminous blade emits a bright light in a 15-foot radius and dim light for an additional 15 feet. The light is sunlight. While the blade persists, you can use an action of, to expand or reduce its radius of bright light, bright and dim light by 5 feet each to a maximum of 30 feet or a minimum of 10 foot each. Nice. You finally found it, Derman. You finally found it. Jericho? You mean Jericho? Jericho. Whoever. Whoever. <laughs> you mean Reggie? Everybody. The audio sounds good on stream. Perfect. Good. That's perfect. Thank you, Dr. Smoke. Thank you. 
Dr. Smoke. Okay. Where were we? We were playing Curse of Strahd or something, right? Um, something like that. Kind of. Okay, you find yourself uh, in this in this study with a bunch of books. All right, Damon. Um, I get the feeling this is what we were here for. Yes. Well, then let us leave. Um, yeah, let's get on the other side of the portal. There's something I want to talk to you about. Okay. And I hop through. All right, you hop through. You successfully hop through. You are back. Mitchell was on the other side, wound up with that axe ready for a swing, and he barely flinches before he sees it. No, these are allies. We're good. Okay. We're good. Hey, what found you, boys? So we found the uh, the other prophecy item, the Sword of Sunlight. Uh, so take it look. out and sunlightify it. Nice. Um, it's beautiful. It counts. As, is it a long sword or a short sword? Long um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've got I've got proficiency with that for ranger. Perfect. Um, but it is strength based, isn't it? It is not dexterity based. It has finesse, so I think that means you can use dexterity. Yeah. Um, Demon. I've got the sword now and there's ever since I found it this uh, holy symbol has had some other ability that it's I know it's there but I just I can't do it and I think maybe you can well um I, I don't know if I would be able to or not but I, I suppose I could check it out uh, one thing it can do is hold vampires in place, as you've seen, and it can produce a burst of sunlight. It requires a one charge to hold vampires and five charges to uh, do the burst of sunlight, and it's got nine left. So there's something else that it does. I don't know quite what. And Keith, that's the description of the turn undead thing. Correct. I'm going to go find that. Uh, if you have the turn undead or the turn the unholy feature, you can expend three charges when you present the holy symbol while using that feature. When you do so, undead have disadvantage on their saving throws. So if you have turn undead or turn unholy or turn undead or the turn the unholy feature, this will aid you in that. Does that require charges, or it just does it? Three charges. Okay. Three charges. Um. Do I know that, or does Dermon now know that when he grabs it? Dermon, do you have that feature? Yeah, I've got turn on dead. Okay, yeah, you know that. You feel it's it. Not a it's just a thing you can do. Yeah, it's a cleric channel divinity feature. You feel it in your heart. Um, I, I think you were right, Jericho. This, uh, it seems to be... I don't, I don't even know really how to describe it. Like, I, I feel this ability that I had before is somehow stronger. Like, it, it, it might affect more. I thought you might be able to do something with it. All right, fellas. I think we're armed to the teeth at this point. Uh, Feeling good at all. Um. 
I want to, I assume this will work on a translucent blade of sunlight. Keith, you'll have to let me know if it does. Okay. I have a potion that I got from someplace a while ago. Mm -hmm. It is a potion of sharpness. It lasts one hour and it adds three to attack and damage rolls. Ooh. So you're supposed to, like, Ooh. oil the blade with it. You can't oil this blade, sadly. I think catch on fire. Like pour it on the inside of the uh, <laughs> handle. I feel I feel like I'm gonna have to say no on that one. I don't think this is a blade you can that you can sharpen. I can use it on my bedazzled yeah. bone. I'd call it, I, on, on two I, levels. I'd say this blade is already magical, but even if it was a magical metal blade, I'd let you do it. But the fact that this blade is essentially made of light. I just don't feel like whatever, if I'm thinking in the world of D&D, &D, whatever properties that apply more sharpness to a blade probably wouldn't work on light. Gotcha. I apologize. Right. But good call. Uh, Reginald, are you planning to use more of a blunt instrument or a sharp one? I plan on using everything at my disposal. Well, then here, you can use what is also at my disposal. This is a potion of sharpness. It should increase the might of your weapon for an hour. That sounds like Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's and if it's sharp for four hours, we're leaving and going to the doctor. <laughs> oh man, hmm. we have gone off the rails. What other game? What other game pro provides this type of thing? What <laughs> other game provides you with an accidental Viagra reference? Zero. All other games you play, intentional Viagra references. This is an accident. It makes D&D &D the best. <laughs> yeah, I, I graciously accept it. And knowing that it is a, was a potion of sharpness, Reginald is, for a brief moment, tempted to drink it himself, wondering if it will boost his sharpness. But he's not that sharp, so he just <laughs> pockets it. You just turn completely two-dimensional, slip through the floor. Um, he's not. He's not the. He's not a rocket surgeon. In preparation for our upcoming battle, since I can't use that, I'm going to load my crossbow with a flaming arrow and get ready to go. Okay. I'm just ready to rock and roll whenever everyone else is. Um. Does anybody happen to have an empty bottle? Hey. Hold up one moment. I take the potion of sharpness and I dose my my axe with it. There you go. One empty bottle. Thank you. Um, Keith, do I know what is in the powder horn? Like, is that something that I would could recognize? No, we. I was talking to Bryce about this. We checked that, and I treated that as kind of almost like a, a flagstone moment for your figuring out what that musket actually does. You we, you guys both rolled to check what it was, and you I think you both rolled like below a five or around a five. And to your eye, like you don't know that this is gunpowder, mm. which is a bummer, I know, but cool. Okay. If I find I I have been actively trying to find a way to you know have something appear where you figure it out, but I'm gonna try to do that naturally if it occurs. Yeah, no, I got you. Um, well, then I suppose I'm ready. 
Sharp. The sharpness adds a plus three. Plus three to attack and damage rolls. So oh, sweet. nice. Okay. Whenever you roll to attack, add three to it. Guys, my heart is my heart is just beating. It's just thumping just, right now. I would let's hope do it. So. That's how you stay alive. Um, Not if I'm the devil, Strahd, baby. Well, Damn Phil, that's how you stay alive. He's dead right now, currently. Ah, you're right. Good call. Uh, Dermon, I see you were looking at that horn full of whatever that powder is. Do you think maybe it could be some kind of barrier? I know I've heard of people using salt on their windows to keep spirits out. Maybe it's something similar for vampires? Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely got like a sulfurous smell to it. It's possible. But I, I don't, I don't know. It could be something I don't want to mess with at the moment. And if we're going up against Strahd himself, I'd rather not uh, waste time with anything that, you know, isn't going to help us. That's true. Well, if we if our backs are to the wall, I mean, it couldn't hurt to just maybe throw some at him and see if it does anything. That's true. Um, yeah, I don't have any pouches or anything. I will keep that in mind. Definitely. Alright. Are we ready, boys? I believe I am. Um, kind of clang-clang my, uh, my axe against my shield. Ready as we're gonna get. Clang-clang into the room. Right. Are we all going through the portal at one time? Or... I mean, I suppose we don't know for certain that this is Strahd's room. It's just oh, pretty apparent. <laughs> I'll I'll take a pixie. I can take a hit if he's ready for us. I'll back out this way. He knows where to find us. All right. If you're not back in, let's say, 10 seconds, we'll dive in after you. Reginald doesn't say anything, but he gives like that that solemn nod, like, yeah, we got this. Demon, are you going with him or are you staying on this side? I will go with him. Alright. Alright, Damon, stay stay behind me a little bit. And I get that shield ready in front. I'm gonna grab that yellow stone. Okay. Well, best of luck to you boys. I'll see you on the other side. And I toss it into the fire. And I toss me into the fire. All right. I walk in. And I toss Dermot into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> and I toss and I toss and I toss and I toss. Uh, the fire turns yellow. <laughs> and Dermot and Reginald touch the flame. And typically it's instantaneous whenever you appear in the next place. But this time when you throw the yellow stone in the fire, uh, it's seemingly in that split second between touching the flame and appearing elsewhere... You're, you become sick to your stomach and the yellow flame that w that encircled you becomes black. And Jericho, as you're watching, as soon as they leave, the flame, instead of be being a nice bright yellow, turns into a black, ominous flame. <laughs> burning before you. And instead of appearing uh, wherever you thought you might go, uh, you appear not in a tomb, but you appear in a grand hallway. And you recognize this hallway 
If you'll remember, when you first entered the castle, you came into a large hallway. There were gargoyles standing above you on top of pillars from your left. Coming down, coming down from some stairs was Rahadan, who led you to the right and into the dining room. Well, this hallway is the hallway that was directly in front of you. And this grand hall is choked with dust and stretches into darkness ahead. Webs hang from the arched ceiling like drapes, and life-size statues of knights line the hallway on both sides, their eyes seeming to watch you. It's on now, boys. Did the Yellowstone come back? The Yellowstone did not return. Alright, well, I said I'd follow after a count of ten, so let me know if they come back within ten seconds, or if I follow them. Okay, what's your immediate reaction, boys? I kind of, if Dermon's like behind me just a little bit, I want to tilt back just a little and say, Hi. Right. These, these fellas don't look very strong. What's, what's going on here? Ten seconds, by the way. Okay, so I jump through, I guess. All right, you appear. Dermon, feel free to answer. Sorry. I I do not know. Originals. They don't seem very inviting. Um, I would like to roll perception. Okay, roll it up. That's from 25. Okay. Um, you see the statues. The statues are motionless. Uh, their moving eyes, uh, as you look closer, just seem to be more of an optical illusion than anything else. And at the far end, you see that double doors stand at the end of the hallway. And above the doors... Uh... Above above the doors at the very end hangs a symbol of beaten bronze that looks like the rising or a, like a rising or setting sun. And as you peer down the hallway and as Jericho arrives, uh, the armor, I assume, popped in there after Jericho left. The four of you stand in the hallway and echoing down the hallway, you hear it looks as though the gang is all here. Admittedly, I did not expect so much trouble from you. But please, come, join me in the chapel. want to kind of lean in, like, 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 let's just huddle a little bit. Chapel, is it just... I don't, I'm, not I'm not sure, but uh, let's not anger the nice vampire man until we kill him. He spit a bunch of bats at me. I'll walk that way if he's heading that way. Uh, I follow. As well, Jericho. So you don't see him, by the way. He's not down there. You just hear his voice. Oh, I thought he said, follow me. Uh, he said, come join me. Oh, okay. I think. <laughs> um, but anyway, not like looking down our necks, then I want to lean in back into the huddle, okay. and uh, hey, um, one of the other prophecies said something about a place of supplication. Be on the lookout in the chapel for anything that might stand out to you. What was the prophecy? What's standing out? Um, played. I mean, what are we looking for? Knowledge of the ancients. I don't know. 
you will find what you seek in the castle amid the ruins of a place of supplication. It's a, it, we're about as close as we're going to get, I think. All right. I'll take the lead on this one, boys. All right. I'm going to walk just like a step ahead of these guys. Shield at the ready. Headed towards the beckoning voice. I'm going to follow him right next to German. All right. Like good old buddies. Okay. Um, yeah, I was about to remind you that uh, Chapel reminds you of a place of supplication. Uh, you walk down the hallway and you open the double doors to the chapel. Dim-colored light filters through the tall, broken, and boarded-up windows of stained glass. You now find yourself in area uh, K-15, by the way. A few bats flutter about near the top of the 90-foot-high domed ceiling. A balcony runs the length of the west wall, 50 feet above the floor. In the center of the balcony, two dark shapes are slumped in tall chairs. Benches, coated with centuries of dust, lie about the floor in jumbled disarray. Beyond this debris, lit by a piercing shaft of light, an altar stands upon a stone platform. The sides of the altar are carved with bas-reliefs of angelic figures entwined with grapes. The light from above falls directly on a silver statuette, a cloaked figure is draped over the altar and a black mace lies on the floor near its feet and standing at the foot of the stairs which you see on the map is the silhouette of a figure you have come to uh, you have come to recognize the silhouette of the devil strahd he turns again and says <laughs> welcome german reginald jericho and is that the armor of kazan i see with you Yes, it is. We found him. Most of him. Yes. Well, how have you enjoyed your stay as guests in my home? Uh, it's been pleasant so far, I'd say. Pleasant, Fair you say. Talk. You say it has you been pleasant. Interesting people, I'll give you that. Yes, you have met, met some interesting people, Jericho. You have no manners. Your rudeness, your disrespect to me knows no bounds. Now, they call me the Devil Strahd, and I am a devil. But even I would not enter another man's home. Kill his most loyal servant. Desecrate the graves of those he loves and those he loved most in this life. And then have the audacity. Excuse me? I voted against the whole uh, desecration. Either yeah, way. He did. He did. It is true. It's true. Either way, you come in here with the goal of destroying the devil of this land, yet you seem to be devils yourself. A trail of blood has followed you all over this land. And. Well, I wouldn't say blood a trail. Strahd, would it not be the blood of your followers and those who have stood in our way trying to rid this land of an evil? You this... say that we come into your home and cause problems, but Rahadan tried to kill us. Your yeah, little companion... You're the one that brought us here. Well, this is also true, and your little companion, before Rahadan, he tried to lead us into a trap, so... You know, tit for tat, it's technically all self-defense. This is my land. I had hoped. Eh, nay, not hoped. I thought maybe that the three of you would not be as stupid as all those who have come before. 
and that you would seeing the glory of this home and the devil the devastation that comes at people at the end of my blade that you would decide to throw in with me become a servant live here in the castle decide to serve me strad and enjoy wine and feast for the rest of your days for the low price of becoming a spawn of mine i assumed with the dangers and the fears of this castle you would decide that the only way uh, away from here the only way away from the fear that you would be experiencing is to become a part of it but it seems that is not the case well, based on all the enthralled followers you have everywhere, it would seem that we are the only ones smart enough not to take you up on your less than desirable offer. Tell me this. What, what of Irina? What of her? That's what I'm asking you. What have you done with her? We did do nothing. For years. Honestly, I thought you had, had her. <laughs> no, for years and years. I have kept track of her. I have doted upon her. I have chased her. I have sought her. I have sucked her blood on at least tw two occasions. But you have taken her to a blessed pool, and now she is beyond my sight. I fear that because of your foolishness, you have doomed me to an eternity without my love. Is that a well, fear, or I'm is sure that... she's... Go ahead. Is that a fear, or is that an actuality? I do not know. So far, it seems as though there is... There are a few reaches that... My evil cannot grasp, but... Still, I have yet to find her. Well, that's rough, man. Do you want to talk about it? No. Through this whole conversation, Reginald was just making over-exaggerated no head shakes and yes <laughs> head shakes. He's trying not to say anything because his last, like, in well, his first encounter with Strahd, he uh, took control of Reginald. So, right, Strahd, I'm, I'm gonna be real with you for a moment. I, I don't want to be here. I don't want to fight you. I don't want to have anything to do with Barovia. I don't want to explore the catacombs of your stupid castle and find all these godforsaken things underneath it. I want to go home. And if you could just loosen your grip on all these people you torment in this valley and let us leave, you can continue brooding in your castle for as long as you want. You can even go out and look for Irina. Maybe. Maybe she'll have time for you if you can manage to, I don't know, clean up a bit. Don't be such a, such a jerk all the time. There is only one way out of here, Jericho. I have been cordial with the three of you as you have been here. But I can assure you I did only bring you here for one reason. Knowing that it is you who has put Irina possibly out of my reach, and you who has bested several of my attempts to toy with you, there's only one way to leave Perovia, and that is if you destroy me. So your only option is here and now. 
This is the final, the final portion of my game. I have grown weary of this. You have killed too much of what I hold dear and taken many, much of it away. It is possible maybe I did bite off a little more than I could chew, and maybe I got a little greedy with how much fun I would have with you. But there's only one way out of here, and that's over my dead body. So, we will find out. Before he says anything else, Reginald, just like from behind his shield, yells, So be it! And just runs straight straight uh, at him. Roll initiative! <laughs> hey! And as as you run towards him in the middle of that word, Straw dusts his hands and he says, Then so be it. <clears throat> Fourteen. Roll initiative against the devil frickin' Strahd. Is this the end of the episode? Not yet. Do we call it here or do we alright. If you guys beat him in seventeen minutes, co- color me impressed. <laughs> Yeah, we can do that. We can handle that, right? We yeah, shall we see. That. We shall see. All right. Um, let's see how we do with this. I need just initiative rolls, please. 26. 14. 17. All right. Okay. Any chance I would get a surprise round on that one? No, he is not surprised. <laughs> I wasn't hidden, but I figured I'd. I yeah, can't hurt that. Might as well. Might as well ask. I always forget the armor in there, but he's in there. All right. The order has been decided. Now, you guys will have to bear with me in this extreme boss fight and remembering exactly what all can happen. So, um, let's do this can thing. Do the, uh, initiative order? Uh, yes, it is Jericho, Derman, the armor, Strahd, and then Reginald. Wow. Okay. Gotcha. We're good. Okay. Perfect. All right, Jericho, it's your turn, son. Uh, All right. Um, I'm just going to assume we're doing this and kind of take it a little slow. I'm going to lift my um, crossbow with its fire bolt ready to go and launch it at him. Okay. You launch a fire bolt. Uh, crossbow bolt at him. Roll and roll. Uh, roll, roll to hit. <laughs> roll, 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 roll. <laughs> um, is it dark and stuff? Do I have my usual invisibility and such, or does he have true sight or anything? This room is dimly lit, and oh, uh, yeah. So there's not complete darkness or anything. Okay. Then that is a 15 to hit. A 15 to hit will not hit Strahd as you fire the crossbow bolt. He raises his forearm and gently, with grace and poise, barely brushes against the fletchings of your arrow as it flies by. It goes right around his head and explodes into the wall behind him. I'm going to do it again. Okay. I get a bonus attack on my first round of combat 
and I also have extra attack. So okay. I have three attacks. I wish I had boss music for this. That's a 19 to hit. That'll hit. Cool. So he's able to gracefully brush the one aside and his confidence was too high because the second one hits his hits him in the arm as he raised it. That's a... Oh, this was another firebolt, by the way. Gotcha. That's 32 damage just from the bolt itself. And then a D10 of fire damage. Anything special about that bolt? Just regular bolt? Uh, It's flaming. Gotcha. Other than that, regular bolt. Yeah. And then five fire damage on hit. And I guess the five foot radius thing doesn't really affect him. Right. Doesn't affect him. Okay. So 27 piercing damage. Or is that what I said? Yep. And five fire damage. All right. The the arrow slices into his arm, blowing a piece of his 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 kingly robes off of his arm. You can see the meat and flesh in his like right. You hit him right in his tricep. A piece of like a bunch of meat just blows off of his tricep and splatters against the the ground. But before he can lower his arm down. You can see as you stare at it, the flesh of his arm begin to reform as he immediately heals. Mm. That's not good. Okay, I do it again. This time with a silver bolt. All right. That's a 24 to hit. A 24 to hit will hit. That's uh, 12 damage. Okay. Is that all three? Yeah, that's all three. This time... Um, Yeah. This time he puts out a hand to catch the crossbow bolt in front of him, but the bolt almost purposefully just passes directly through his palm slicing down the back of his forearm his palm opens up and he just holds his hand out in front of you as the arrow without any other movement snaps off in place and the hole where it used to be closes in in his palm okay I'm gonna use my movement speed to run away okay I'm joking okay I'm gonna I am gonna move though I'm gonna move to that uh I'm gonna move north along that wall like right in front of K sixteen. Okay. And gotcha. can I go like back around the corner? Sure. Beep. Okay. So you're gonna get in some cover, full cover? Yeah. Cool. And I think I can use a bonus action to load another crossbow bolt. Alright, you lock it in, load a crossbow bolt. Solid. Okay. I'm gonna do a silver one again. Okay. Sounds good. Derman yourself? Yes, I will. Um, I will pull out my crossbow as well. Um, hang on, and I'm going to load it with a silver bolt, and then launch that bad boy right at Mister Strodlick. Okay, do a Strodlick. 
that's a natural 20, my man. Nice. Okay, so let's see. Twenty-one. Uh, that is twenty-one damage, and like half of that is radiant damage. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. You fire the crossbow bolt at him, and this time <clears throat> he does the same thing. He allows the crossbow bolt to pass through his hand. But this time, when the hand goes to heal up, it doesn't fully heal. The, the bolt still snaps in his hand and it falls to the ground. But you can see the hole where it was, where the bolt passed through his hand does not completely heal through this time. He brings his hand down and he rubs it with his hand and he says, I suppose I might have been a little hasty with that. Now, real quick, I have to tell you something else happens. Boss music. reason why you did not prepare boss music for this encounter? I didn't know we were going to have it tonight, actually. He knew that we would have this over in like a good two minutes. And the... If I were to have it on, if I I didn't trust Zencaster enough to have it on stream, it would have probably made the stream not so great. I wouldn't have been able to hear it properly to get it good for the podcast. I promise, just in case, I'm looking for the Heart of Sorrow section. Uh, stay with me, stay with me. All right. Tell me what happens. If I know something, um, if I cast magic on a bolt that is not silver, mm-hmm. and like it has a spell on it, does it count as a magical weapon? I think probably. Okay. Okay, so from behind you down the hallway, especially Jericho, you can hear this. You can hear the sound of a shattering and crumbling. Um, it's not the whole castle, mind you, but you can hear in a room somewhere behind you something has broken and shattered uh, after the last time Dermon shot an arrow at the Devil Strahd. Interesting. Yeah. Strahd says, no matter. I will destroy you, Steel. Um... I command the armor to stay close and protect me. Okay, cool. And then that is the end of my turn. Alright, the end of your turn we'll see the Devil Strahd bring his hand injured and dripping out of the back with blood before him. You can see an orange light appear in his hand and he slings a fireball directly at you. It's D&D, mother lovers! Everybody gets a fireball! (laughs) Um, Let's look that up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he does sling a fireball at you though third level is 8d6 damage you throw it at a bit of a different level this time um all right so a bright streak flashes from his hand uh, uh to a point that he chooses within range then it blossoms with a low roar into an explosion of flame 
each creature in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on that point. So that means Armor, Derman, and Reginald um, make a dexterity saving throw. Hmm. Okay. One. You saved, Ermin. Roll for the armor. Oh, yeah. I'll do that. Pass is not. That's an eight. Armor does not save. Bye-bye. Right. It was a dexterity save. Uh-huh. I add two, so I got 11. All right. You also do not save, Reginald. You will take the full brunt of the damage. Derman will take half. All right. So that's... All right, um, we're going to play real d and I'm going to count it out loud now. So six. Oh, boy. Twelve. All right, that's a good one. Fifteen. Sixteen. Seventeen, eighteen. Twenty-two. Ooh. Uh, Twenty-seven. And then for the final one? Nope, not the final one. 31 damage to Reginald fire damage and then 15 damage to Derman and the to sorry 31 damage to the armor and Reginald 15 to Derman the armor is no more Oh, I feel bad, but the armor raises his spiked hands up. He tries to protect you. That's and that's the save right there. His last his last act is to as you jump behind a pew to hide behind the fire the a pew in this chapel to hide behind the fire to away from the fireball Derman, the armor jumps in the air, trying to block you from the intense heat, choosing you over uh over Reginald, loving you both, but choosing its master. And as and as he jumps the fireball melts him completely. The smell of burning meat and food from within uh, is burned up and steams up into the air. And the last thing that you feel of the armor is a little bit of molten metal dripping on your clothes as you stand up from behind the pew, Dermot. The armor is no more. No. He was a valiant fighter. He was. They smell so delicious. Um, let's see, let's see what else can be done. Um, sorry, real quick, I remember what all occurs. Oh, also, never mind, not true. Trying to figure out what all different little bonusy things he has. That's actually going to be all he's going to do this time. So Jericho as well, from behind the, uh, from behind that corner where you were, you saw a bunch of blazing fire go past the doorway, but you remained unscathed back there. Um, for future reference, if he does shoot a fireball over there, do I have advantage on dexterity save since I only have to move behind the wall? Uh, you're already behind the wall. But if he shoots, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll decide that when we come to it. Okay. I didn't know if it went around corners and stuff or what. Gotcha. No, the fire doesn't really travel around corners from the best that I can imagine. 
So what I'm going to do, so I'm going to screenshot this, and he says, uh, <clears throat> the last thing we'll say on this episode is Straub will point towards you, the party, and say, well, it seems as though now you only possess one item of the wizard Kazan. Trust this, it will not be enough to save you. And that will be the end of this week's episode of Dungeon Boys. Yeah. Woohoo. Tune in next week We're for the live. Tune in next week for the final conflict with Strahd. It'll be Reginald's turn to begin. Guys, chat, I'm sorry for I mean, I feel like our last two episodes went so well. And this episode it just seemed like we've been wrought with technical difficulties. Uh I really hope that you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you had a good time. Of course, we are definitely setting up for the final confrontation next week. I'm assuming it may be a shorter than normal episode last week, next week, but we'll see. Don't you boys, you feeling all right? Yeah, yeah that was good. Feeling fine. All things considered. Yeah, all things considered. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dungeon Boys. Uh, these are the Dungeon Boys, and we are playing Curse of Strahd in what is likely our last evening in the Tome of the Curse of Strahd. My name is Keith. I am your DM. I am Josh, playing the orc fighter here at the end of Strahd. And my name is Bryce, playing Jericho Moldrinker, the shifter ranger. My name is Zenus. I am playing Errol Derman, the tabaxi rogue cleric, who is also a bird. Yes. Also a, also a were-raven. Um, so guys, last week, there was a lot of rolling around, there was a lot of running around, there was a lot of teleporting, there was a lot of searching, but in the end, it seemed as though Strahd, the devil Strahd, Strahd von Zarovich, the vampire lord of the plane of existence you now inhabit of Barovia. You've been here for several days, quite possibly a couple weeks. You have been embroiled in his plot to try to take the beautiful uh, Irina Kolyana for her himself. You seemingly, it seems based on the conversations you have had with him in the last moment, it seems as though you have thwarted those efforts in some way. It seems as though Strahd might believe that you have, have taken Irina somewhere beyond where he can get to her. Uh, which has made him very angry and is one reason why he has beckoned you here to this final uh, chapel chamber where it was foretold that you would, early in the campaign, where it was foretold that you would meet him for a confrontation. And boy, did you meet him for a confrontation because you spoke with him. Um, I actually remembered to edit the podcast, all the all the little technical difficulties. People who listened to the podcast and weren't here for the stream did not hear the uh, the at least one time we had to redo a thing, so that was nice. Um, <laughs> but you arrive. I very rarely at, remember to edit things out of the podcast. So, um, but you this arrive was, in the chapel. Sorry, what? This was one of those times. This was luckily one of those times. You arrive in the chapel to see Strahd looking at the at the uh, at the chapel there, and he turns around and he he speaks to you. It is the the early morning. Uh, since you got a full rest, you locked yourselves in the tomb last night and received a full rest. Uh, whether Strahd allowed that or whether you pulled one over on him uh, to gain some rest for yourselves remains to be seen. Who knows? Uh, but you, d you were able to rest. 
and now you stand before Strahd. And the first thing that Strahd did as you, you attacked him several times, uh, several crossbow bolts were fired at the devil Strahd. And it seemed as though the first two, when they hit, he immediately healed from those crossbow bolts. But the third one, as soon as the crossbow bolt uh, entered into his flesh, he did begin to heal immediately. But somewhere else in the ha- castle, you could hear a loud crashing noise as if something was destroyed or knocked over um, with the last damage you dealt to him. And this either angered him or surprised him. I believe he said something of, as as though maybe he, you know, maybe he was too zealous or maybe he was a little too confident or something. Um, and he cast a fireball directly at the party. Jericho had hidden himself in the alcove that you see on the screen. Um, but Reginald and Dermon took a direct hit. And you will notice if you're watching on stream, but I will tell you uh, if you are not on the stream, uh, you will notice that the armor, which has helped pro- to protect the party, no longer exists. It was melted down to its very minerals by the fireball its last duty, its last act, protecting Dermon from the full blast of a fireball. Reginald took a full blast, Dermon took half, uh, and we now return I to what... Go ahead. Sorry, no, very briefly, before we begin, I've been kind of thinking about it off and on, and I just imagine that, like, uh, Strahd was just sitting in the chapel this whole time. Like he was just like, all right, they're going to go into the dining room. They're going to come out. They're going to be like, Oh, big spooky hallway. All right, here we go. But then, but then no. And he's just sitting there like, all right, guys, come on. Uh, come on. <laughs> just for 10 so hours. Trying. Yeah. 10 hours later. He's like, Oh, finally. Are they asleep? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who knows? But you now we enter back into the final confrontation with the devil Strad Van Zarovich, who has just cast a fireball. And let's say as he melted your armor, he says, I have melted your companion from the powerful wizard Kazan. Now, both the wizard and his companion, the armor, lie dead in my castle. Did you call him a wizard? Yes, a wizard. Not wizard? A wizard? Your act... You, you, you jest at my accent, but I will jest over your corpse in only a few moments. Okay. He said wizard. It is now Reginald's turn. The squares that you see before you are ten feet across. All right, hang on. Let me get my visual. Okay. <clears throat> oh, okay. Well, I think... I actually declared that I was jaunting across the room to go and split this man down the middle. Go ahead and split him. Cleave him in twain. In twain. Well, I'm going to try to. (laughs) So, let's see. That is a 23 to hit. Um, Yeah, that'll do it. Sweet. All right. So, I'm 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 going in. For the shoulder type area with a 16 of them damage. I'm just using my great axe on this one. Okay, so you swing upon him. Your great axe, again, this is a magical great axe, correct? Indeed. Your your great axe slices a, and knocks a chunk of uh, Strahd's armor off as you... As you as you make contact with his shoulder, he takes the full brunt of the force and, you know, you can see just a little bit of skin broken underneath where the pauldron 
was, and he says, you are a strong one, Reginald. This is true. Well, if you thought that was pretty spicy, I rolled a critical critical hit on the oh, second. shoot. Yeah, Let him boy. have it. Um, that is a mighty... Ooh, it's a 20. It's a 6, an 8, and then a plus 6 to slashing, so... Okay, cool. Um, Alright, you slice him again. Uh, and you slice him again, this time chopping him uh, in his ribs, and he's he winces, he says, Ugh! Is truly strong. Nice. Alright, so I am unbelievably not doing super awesome on the health. So bonus action, I'm just gonna like kind of pivot a little bit so my shield's kinda a little little bit more in front of me. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna drop down a health potion. Okay. Hide it behind the shield so he doesn't know how it Pretty hurt you much. Are. Pretty much yeah, that's what I'm going for, is just like the shield's up in like this really awesome defensive move. Like I'm, I know you're coming for me, but I'm ready because okay. I'm gonna take this extra health. Um. So he, as he does so, that one before you get rolling. That was my my last potion of superior healing, and that was twenty six okay. of the most. Thank you for calling that out. I appreciate it. Um. He is going to bite you now. No. Uh, he's going to try. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> now, be it known, Strahd is a big, beefy boss boy. He can do things that other enemies cannot. So, he's going to use a legendary action now oh, to man. try to bite you, Reginald. Reginald feels like Reginald should have legendary Reginald actions. You should, but alas, he rolls a 24 to hit. Yeah, that's going to do it. <laughs> All right, so... I'm um, glad I got some of them health juices before we got going. He takes two hits from you. Ah, ah! He grabs you on the shoulder and pulls you in, or he grabs, he reaches up for your shield, grabs it, pulling you toward himself, and he bites down on your neck. But I don't want him to. Um, let's see. What we got? He does. Let me find my correct D-chase. He does nine damage to you with the bite. <clears throat> that sounds like there's more. Yep. Oh, dang it. Oh, God, Reginald. <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> and then ten necrotic damage. Ah, oh, dang it. All right. And your health your health point maximum is decreased by 10. Okay. He sucks a great deal of your blood. That's my fluids, man. I need my fluids. And as he sucks your blood, the wound on his shoulder and the wound on your side, the wound on his on on his side, excuse me, is the one that you can see with your line of sight and you can feel the blood leaving your body and the life leaving your body and you watch the wound on his side close as he sucks blood from your neck. Oh, free action to yell at these other bozos in the party. Yeah, yeah, you can talk if you want to, absolutely. Alright, don't, don't let him get too close. Either hit him up. It, it's not, it's not good. 
that's all I got. And I'm as, as you cover where I am, yeah, I wasn't planning on letting him bite me. Right. And as you say that, Strahd pulls his teeth away from your neck, blood spurting from your neck and dripping down his face, and he says, Fellows, your friend Reginald is quite wise. <laughs> As blood. He was intentionally saying that with a cheeky, I know I know how well, you react to this. Second, there's like a little bit of pride in Reginald's eyes. <laughs> he realizes, wait a minute. All right, Jericho, it's your turn, buddy. My turn? Yep. I am going to cast a spell. Don't you All right. It? Cast oh, it. it's a it's a it's a bonus action. Don't do it, man. How about that? Um, yeah, bonus action. Cast Hunter's Mark. You choose a okay. creature you can see within range and mystically mark it as your quarry. Until the spell ends, you deal an extra d6 of damage to that target whenever you hit it with a weapon attack. And Tell him what he's won. On <laughs> any wisdom or no, any wisdom based perception or survival checks you make to find it. If the target okay. drops zero hit points, oh, no, that's I can move it to another creature, but he appears to be the only creature. Gotcha. So yeah, I do that. It's it's just a thing I do. It doesn't. It, I don't have to make a thing. I don't think. All right. So is there any visual effect that happens to Shrod? Uh It does not say. But I picture sort of like a. He now has like a glowing outline that only I see. I feel okay. Cool. I like it. Because it, it doesn't apply to anybody else. It's just me. Gotcha. Jericho peeks out from behind cover with, like, finger guns. Pew! <laughs> and then for my action, I would like to ready an action. I'd like to ready my crossbow with a uh, explodey boy arrow. Okay. And be prepared for Reginald to back out of that uh, five-foot radius that he would get hurt within. Okay, got it. Cool. Try to keep track of that for me. I'm going to forget that you have that re- that ready more than likely. Okay. Um, that's if Reginald moves away or if Strahd moves away. Just as long as Strahd is uh, five feet away from my friendos. Gotcha. You got it. All right. Um, Derman, it is your turn. Cool. Remember that you are, I think we, we canonized that, or at least I, I gave the description that you tried to dive behind a pew to hide from the fireball. Uh, and the armor jumped in front of you. So now dripping off of your body is the cooling molten steel that used to be your armored companion. Gross. Um, I guess as I'm getting up, I'll kind of try to rub that off as quick as possible, you know, cause, yep. cause the pain and, um, <clears throat> I want to move, um, Probably, I want to be a few feet away, and I want to I want to use an action to use the amulet of um, Ravenkind that I that I possess at this point. Oh yeah, you have it now. Okay, yeah. So where you want to go? Um, I kind of want to move like uh, south of Strahd and uh, Reginald a little bit, like kind of in that pew, that first pew that's like turned. I kind of want to be in front of that one. Okay, so here? Yeah, that's good. And then, All right, you go running past the pews and stand in front of them near Strahd. 
And, and I imagine, like, as that's happening, Dermot just kind of grabs the amulet and then, like, does whatever command word or whatever's necessary to activate um, sunlight. Okay. So, I, what's the what's the radius on that one again? Um, Bryce, do you have that? I do. Give me one moment. You might get it to it faster, but I'll flip. It's like a quarter mile or something. <laughs> the whole castle explodes in fire. Oh, wait, that's the thing. All right, boys. <laughs> it crosses into this reality. I have so many notebooks and stuff, I forget where I actually had it written down. All right, well, I'm working on it. Was it not in chat? I don't think it is. I got it. It is, uh, you're trying to do the sunlight? Yeah. Sunlight has a 30-foot radius uh, and then a 30-foot radius of dim light. So bright light, then dim light. Okay. Um, so yeah, he it should lasts be... for 10 minutes. Okay, so he should be in that um, that bright light radius then, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so I want to do that as my action. And then as my bonus action, I want to cast the old healing word upon Reginald. Okay. As you cast the healing word upon Reginald, Strahd says... <laughs> It seems as though you have found the holy symbol buried in the tomb. Good thinking. Um, so Reginald regains... Hang on, I gotta do some math. Seven hit points. And nice. I regain um, three hit points. Perfect. Because I'm a cleric and we just ooze health. Okay, um, so what he's going to do as your turn over? C. Okay, so what Strahd is going to do after your turn um, for a legendary action, he's going to move towards you. Yay. As soon as you turn the light on, uh, and you heal Reginald, Strahd turns to you and hisses, and he moves over towards you. And uh, he left the area. And he did, he left the area. So fire. And... So he gets an opportunity of attack. Do I also... Is he passing no, out? Reginald does not get an opportunity attack. A le- right. This legendary action uh, is moves. Strahd moves up to his speed without provoking opportunity attack. So he like whisks away quickly, more quickly than you're able to notice, Reginald. Okay, but I do get my shot, right? Yeah, you get to, you can take your shot, and we'll say it happens right in between. If you want, you're you're uh, you're good at this. You're able to fire right in between. If I hit him. If you While can. he's rolling, um, Zenas, how much healing juice did I get? Seven. Ooh. Nice. I got a nat to 20. A nat to 20. Dang, nice. Oh, poopy. Now, this for this, you'll only double the damage of your arrow. Well, that's stinky. Do but I double the alchemist fire? Do I double the damage of my hunter's mark extra damage? Um, I think a crit is only f- the, for the physical damage. The way I'm thinking about this with the crit is like, the fire the, is going to envelop, envelop him if he if he crits. You can't make it envelop him more, but a crit with your arrow is like your arrow goes in a good spot rather than a bad spot. Yeah, but I don't think the hunter's mark is like a it deals magical damage. I okay, feel like yeah, it's more like a, I feel like it's more like a you're you finding the weak spot on the target or something. Yeah, sure. you roll double that up for spells. Okay. So D6 for the shot. Another D6 to double it. 
So I'm at five. Yep. D6 for Hunter's Mark. D6 to double it. That's plus eight, so that's 13. Um, 2D6 for my sneak attack damage. Do I double that? Yeah. Okay. You technically, I mean, if you're attacking, you roll double damage for all the attacks. Like on a every every dice roll, you would just double for a crit. Okay, that's fourteen damage more. Wait, was, was more or total? Fourteen more for okay, the. Okay, so thir- thirteen 2D then fourteen, so twenty-seven. Yeah, and then my um my general uh, bonus to my attack bonus is let me pull it up I think it's 5 yeah plus 5 so do I double that or just that's a base 5 that's a base 5 I'm pretty sure Okay. that would just be an extra 5 27 plus 5 then fire right yeah nice and remember yeah. the it's not a silver arrow. I remember that. Yep. I was about to say you're doing you're still doing pretty decent damage with this non-magical arrow. Yeah. And then a D10 of fire damage. Okay. The the arrow hits him. The arrow slips into his in, into his side as the fire envelops him as he sprints towards uh, Dermon, the arrow remains inside him and the fire blows up and dissipates and Dermon, you see directly in front of you a, a cloud of smoke behind the devil strat as he appears before you, grasping at an arrow in his side, which he snaps off uh, and then he looks to you uh, since he's moved to you and it's now his turn he says now Dermon, don't you want to be kind to me, and he casts charm, charm person upon you. Not particularly. Or charm. So, let's see. Char- straw targets one humanoid he can see within 30 feet of him. If the target can see straw, the target must succeed on a, D- or a, w- a wisdom saving throw. Sorry. I always re- read the DC, and I shouldn't. Wisdom saving throw. Against this magic or be charmed. Um, that is a 14. It is a DC 17, so you are now charmed. By the devil strawed. Wait. Now, this is what on. being... Okay, no, yeah. That's, yeah. I was, I was going to use inspiration if I had it, but I do not. <laughs> uh, the charm target regards Strahd as a... Holy crap. The the thun- the thunder just like... Strahd is outside. <laughs> <laughs> he just... The, he is in my backyard saying, boy, you better win this. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that thunder. That shook my booty hole. Wow. Um, The wisdom saving... Sorry. uh, The charm target regards Strahd as a trusted friend to be heeded and protected. The target isn't under Strahd's control, but it takes Strahd's request and actions in the most favorable way and lets Strahd bite it. Each time Strahd or his companions do anything harmful to the target, it can repeat the saving throw, ending the effect on itself on a success. Otherwise, the effect lasts 24 hours or until Strahd is destroyed. Is is on a different plane of existence than the target or takes a bonus action to end the effect. So the only time that you can roll to be uncharmed, Dermon, is if you uh, are attacked by Strahd or a friend. Okay. Cool. 
Sounds good. So, what he says to you after he char- he he tries to or he does charm you, he says, "Now, don't you want to turn off that bright light, my friend?" Um, you know, actually, yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize it would be so um, discomforting to you. But you know, Strahd, I have to ask, why, if we're so close, are we doing all of this? It, you know, it, it doesn't make much sense anymore. I believe you just had a latent desire to be a close friend of mine, and you have used your two friends to get near to me. Now, do not worry, Dermon. We can take care of the rabble, and you and I can enjoy a nice feast together once we pile the corpses upon my tombs below. What say you? Well, I'm not in the mood for killing innocents, you know. You know, I am a cleric. Very well. You can watch me, and if anything, if one, anyone tries to harm me, you can protect. Also, hang on a second. Dermon is stuck in lawful good mode, right? Uh-huh. How, how am I supposed to play that with Strahd being very clearly evil? Like... Is Dermot having a crisis of faith at this point? You can play it however you want, but you just have to you have to abide by the charm. Okay. The the main points <clears throat> being the charm target regards Strahd as a trusted friend to be heeded and protected. You're not under his control, right? He, I mean, I'm not telling you you don't yeah. do every action, but if you can reasonably do what he asks, it would make sense that you would you would do that. But it takes Strahd's requests and actions in the most favorable way and lets Strahd bite it. If he were to ask to bite you, you would let him. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I go ahead and turn off the light then. Or whenever, yeah. Yeah, wait for your turn. You, we won't we won't give him that much of an advantage. Um, all right, Reginald, it's your turn again, sir. All right. Wait, do we have a Jericho turn? I'm after you. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. All right, um, just rolling up in there. Um... Reginald kind of remembers how it was to be enthralled or whatever the word may be. And it was not pleasant. Mm-hmm. So he sees what's going on. He is, uh, he's just jumping up in there. He's, he's going to take a mighty swing upon Strahd. Okay. Mm, it was a 13. The 13 will not hit. As you run up towards Strahd's back as he's having a conversation with Dermon, you swing upon him. He raises up a gauntleted forearm and catches your axe as it comes down. Ting! And the second one was a 19 plus 10, but a 19 for me is a critical hit. Nice. So that one definitely will hit. Ooh, I like it. 18 damage on that one. Okay. And I'm kind of, I'm, I'm like a little bit more to, towards like the Dermon side of this thing. And with that second hit, I want to take a, a half second to say, Dermon, remember your friends. He does remember his friends, Reginald. I'm his only friend here now. And so as, as you swing that second axe down, he, you, you crack him once. Uh, and then you crack him again. So he, he blocks the first one with his forearm and you just rear back and crack that forearm, that gauntlet again. And this time you, you, your, your blade goes through the gauntlet and into his flesh. When you pull it out, blood comes out and he does 
he hisses as he's in pain as well. Yeah. Welcome to the stream, Skilvy. We are killing a vampire, or the vampire is killing. Who knows how that's going to work? Um, but uh, I I read everything you guys write. I just can't respond to it uh, too much like I'm doing now because we are recording a podcast. The bot should let you know these things, but he's off duty tonight, it seems. But so glad to see you, Skilvy. Hope you're doing well. Um, okay, so as you attack him the one time, he is going to try to attack you back with another legendary action, an unarmed strike. Dude's got a lot um, of legendary going on. Yeah, he he's a tough boy who who gets who gets to do them things. Um, he's gonna roll this time. He rolls a in seventeen to hit you on that one. Negative, sir. So he swipes at you and you're able to put up your shield and knock his hand away as he swipes at you with his claws. Um, From here, it is uh, Jericho's turn. Cool. Okay, Keith, I got kind of a stretch of a turn kind of planned out. (laughs) Okay. Um, You're welcome to deny me. So normally, if you make a weapon attack then you have the ability to make a, like, you could throw a dagger as a bonus action. Yep. Would you allow me to throw something else as a bonus action instead? Like what? Like, whenever we first uh, got to Barovia, we found the dead guy, and he had, like, an expired health potion or something like that. It's like a (laughs) chunky, you said it looked kind of like a lava lamp. Yeah. I just want to throw that at Dermon and see if I can wake him up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I thought you were going to say, like, I know I sometimes throw daggers. Could I throw a wooden pew? <laughs> 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 like, no, sadly, no, you can't throw a wooden pew, but you, of course, can throw that. You dag. can throw that, that potion. All right, cool. So, number one, I'm going to... How tall is Strahd? Do you think I'd be able to hit him with a crossbow bolt without hitting the other boys? Reginald's right in between, and Reginald's at least as tall as Strahd, and there's a big shield between Reginald and Strahd, too. I'd call that... I'd call Strahd between... Between you and Reginald, Strahd's like in full cover at this point. Okay. Then I want to run out of my little alcove and run to the door from the... Heading out of that hallway. Like... Over here? The same kind of like hiding inside of it again. Over here? No, the 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 doorway, but not standing in front of it like a doof. Okay, you want to like open the door a little bit? Yeah, just basically okay. the same thing I was doing before, but one door down. Yeah, there we go. Gotcha. Cool. Um, and then from there, I'd like to ready the action that if I get a clear shot, I want to fire a silvered arrow at Strahd. Okay. And then for my bonus action. I would like to throw one chunky potion at Dermon. Alright, roll uh, to th- to hit. Okay. Using dexterity, I believe. Yeah. That's a 17 to hit. That hits. Alright. So, Dermon, I'm going to roll damage for this expired health potion. <laughs> because it ain't, it, it's not, it's not very good for you. <laughs> but you lucked out. You're only going to take three damage from it. Hey. So a health potion smacks into your face. Um, 
and it leaks all down the front of your chest and it begins to sizzle and burn some of your hair off you, you, <sighs> you cat man. Um, and so you now have the opportunity to re-roll your wisdom saving throw. How's that expired health potion and burning hair smell? It smells, um, it smells very stale, very acidic. It smells a lot like vomit. If you had vomited up, um, well-seasoned Cajun mushrooms. Mm. Oh, I like it. That is a very <laughs> aromatic visual right there. Yeah, it smells real bad. I can smell like I'm. I might give you some damage to original just for smelling this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If it's that bad, I'd take the damage. Yeah. If the damage is is for smelling it is more than actually being touched by it. I don't know, man. I don't know. This is an important role for Dermon right here. So, plot twist. Dermon oh, no. wants to like Strahd. <laughs> What'd you roll? I'm just kidding. I rolled a 21. I was just oh. I was just imagining, like, because you said I have the opportunity, so I was just like, Dermon doesn't want to save. Gotcha. He's evil now. No, yeah, I rolled a 21. All right, he rolls a 21. Dermon, you, you shake yourself loose. You're... You do the old cat ear shake thing and you you notice the burning on you and it's as if you're woken up from a bad dream and you see Strahd standing before you with an evil grin so, um, as you come out of the charm. So there's a, there's like that confusion, like just kind of like I'm, I imagine that there's a faint level of euphoria kind of with this charm, like I, with any charm, really, like that's how just how I've always imagined it. Like you're kind of unaware of, of just on a very faint base level. So like, it's like, yeah, like you said, coming out of that dream, he feels the burn and then he's just kind of like, Oh, you know, that's okay. Then like, wait, just wait a minute. What? And then he kind of like looks down, like pats himself off and then like, goes like what? And looks back up at Strahd and then like, just kind of like growls and bears his fangs ready to fight. Nice. Um, that being the case, um, he is going to, noticing that you're out of the charm and Jericho just taking that action um, and ending his turn, he is going to say, well, I suppose it was worth a try, and then reach at you and bite you. Oh. Is he within five feet of my person? He's not leaving five feet of your person. No, uh, Derma is within five feet of my part. Yeah, we're in the same square. Yeah, yeah, y'all are all on each other. I impose disadvantage. Splendid. Um, disadvantage upon Strahd for your protecting of him. Um, will a 16 hit? Yeah. A 16 will still hit. It was an, He rolled a 13 and a 7 to roll you in, to let you in on that one. But he got some big time additions. Uh, so his bite, he is going to reach in and grab your neck. He's going to bite you. You're going to take nine piercing damage. And then... Oof. Twelve necrotic damage, reducing your health point maximum by twelve. He, as he sucks your blood, he jams his teeth in. He sucks life away from you bringing life back to himself. You see some of his wounds heal up on his body. The air, the tip of the arrow that once was in his side shoots out of his side uh, as the hole seals up, and he says, You should have remained my friend, Derman. No, death is a far better fate than that. 
solid comeback. Take inspiration for that little clap back, Dermon. Solid. Thanks. Only he had that five minutes ago. Hey, I'm not. This isn't Weenie Hut Jr. <laughs> Come on now. It's We're fighting Strahd here. here. <laughs> We're fighting Strahd. Um, but Mega now. What? Don't you mean Mega Weenie Hut Jr.? <laughs> it is now Dermon's turn. Hey, look at that. I'm going to pull my dagger from its sheath. And I'm Splendid. going to um I'm going to cast the spell Spirit Shroud. It is a third level spell of the school necromancy. It is one precise bonus action. Um you call forth spirits of the dead which flit around you for the spell's duration. It's basically a weaker uh spirit guardians. Uh-huh. Um uh, the spirits are intangible and invulnerable. Until the spell ends, any attack you make deals 1d8 extra damage when you hit a creature within 10 feet of you. This damage is radiant, necrotic, or cold. Your choice is going to be radiant. Um, any creature that takes this damage can't regain hit points until the start of your next turn. In addition, any creature of your to- uh, any creature of your choice that you can see that starts its turn within 10 feet of you has its speed reduced by 10 feet until the start of your next turn. So draw it. Definitely. Okay. And then and then I'm going to cast uh, the old green flame blade um, for mega doo-doo damage on Strahd if it hits. So let's see. Let's see. Let's see what happens. So the Spirit Guardians thing, there wasn't any sort of roll no. yet? No. That, there's no roll with Spirit Guardians. Because yeah. if I hit, it deals um, extra damage. As okay. as opposed to the other one having a wider radius and dealing more damage, requiring a save, this one's just a little bit of damage and less radius. Also, it only affects like one creature, I think. Um, gotcha. That, my man, is a 26 to hit. That will hit him for okay, certain. Good, because I'm going to like pull out the sword, pull out the dagger and like just try to jab it right in his, uh, right in his ribs on his left side. Um, okay. And so... Yeah, so I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna roll that up. You do it. You successfully jam the 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 uh the dagger in. Um. Well, okay. Two. Oops. Um. That is a mighty eighteen damage. Okay. A fair portion of that is radiant damage. Okay. He takes the damage, it sizzles him. Chris, um, well, go ahead. I don't have anything to say. Oh, okay. Will that end your turn? That will indeed end my turn. All right. Very well. Strahd is now going to have his turn. Um, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? Strahd will say to you, It seems you all turned out to be more worthy opponents than I once assumed you might be. Um, at this point, he is going to, uh, whisk himself backward away from you to the top of the altar. Um, but 
this type of movement will open him up to opportunity attacks if you have yes. And I read the action to shoost him. That is correct. You did shoost him. So let's let Jericho shoost him. Will a 21 hit? A 21 will hit. Cool. So I do... This is a silvered arrow, not a flamey one, because I didn't think that I'd actually get a chance to hit him with a flamey one. Cool. So that's six, plus I get an extra D6 of Hunter's Mark damage. That's another six. Nice. Plus two D6 of sneak attack damage. That's another six. Plus You're still getting sneak attack? Remind me why the sneak attack damage is. I don't remember sneak attack. If he is by himself or if he is within five feet of an ally. And so if he exists. <laughs> if no, if he, if he had other... If he, if, if he has an ally with him, then I don't get the sneak attack bonus. But I'm going by, like, right as he's leaving Reginald's sure. space. Because yeah, I figure I've been, I have my crossbow trained on him. I'm waiting on him. And like as soon as that, his little head peeks out from behind that big green Reginald, but yeah, that's a so that was three sixes plus five is eighteen plus five twenty three damage with a silvered arrow. All right, twenty three damage, nice man. That's a lot of damage. All right, he takes the damage. So. The arrow get catches him in his ribs. Ah, he winces. Yeah. All right. Will either of you take opportunity attacks? Yes. Let it let it be. So, I rolled a I rolled a fifteen plus ten to hit. So that's twenty five. That will hit. And it's a seventeen on the damage with the old hacks. All right. Okay. So he on the way out he also gets hit. Uh he might he's trying to take the hit to make the play. He leaves your area. He take he gets hit by two items. He winces again. I'm also going to attack him. Okay. I rolled a nat twenty. Oh boy. Alright. So we'll handle that. I need cameras on these dice, Staggummit. One die at a time. That's a lot of rolling. Thirty damage. He takes thirty damage. Oh man, so he does. He takes thirty damage. The devil strad is looking quite much quite very much worse for the wear. You stab him. He blood leaks out of him as he <clears throat> as he sprints over to the front of the altar. By the time he gets there, he takes another arrow to the chest. Reginald has chopped the back of his leg. He says, "Maybe I did underestimate you, or maybe not." And he raises up his hand and the biggest fireball he can muster. He's got another one in him, and he sends an extremely large fireball hurling towards Dermon. And Reginald. 
Oh. I'm going to pick off Jericho back there. <laughs> I was like, oh, poop. <laughs> Things are about to get a little bit hairy, boys. Getting Dragon Ball Z up in here. He's, it's, a, it's a spirit bomb! <laughs> <laughs> Vegeta comes bursting through the window. All right, sorry. Um, so, 9,000. A bright streak flashes uh, to a point choosing within range right at your feet and then blossoms with a low roar into an explosion of flame. Each creature in 20-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a dexterity saving throw. Make your dexterity saving throws, please. How far? Uh, you're safe. Okay, cool. That is a 19 plus 1. 20. Okay. Will an 18 do it? Um, his saving throws are... Uh, a what now? 18. Uh, yeah, mate, an 18 will, will succeed. You both succeed. On your saving throw, so you're both able to jump out of the way, but will it be enough? I have no idea. How are you guys looking, by the way? I'd love to know. Oh, this might yes, kill me. Well, it won't kill One me. at a time? Sorry, I didn't hear what either of you said. Josh said crispy. I said crispy. Okay, gotcha. All right, sorry. So, we're going to do a lot of fire damage. Not much information on either of those. Um, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit around like a halfway point here. Okay. I'm also at the halfway point. All right, I'm going to add this damage up. Four. I look seven. nearly immaculate. <laughs> Just amazing. Stunning. Uh, Twelve. Vibrant? Thirteen. Oop. Fifteen. Twenty-one. Man. Twenty-two. 26, 31, 36. Cut that in half. That's what he uh, did last time. Oh, okay. Cut that in half is what, 15, Eight. 16 if you round up? Wait, 18. 18. Oh, sorry, you're right. I'm, I'm stupid. I'm DMing. I've got the whole world in my head. <laughs> That's what I always blame on when I make bad math. 18 damage. So you both take 18 damage. Mm. But what if we don't want to? If you don't want to, I'm very sorry. Oh, okay. It gives me no pleasure to be to do this to you. Mm-hmm. Surely. Tell me what happens. Or how are you? I need to know how to describe what happens to you. I have ten I'm, hit points left. Okay. Thirty-two remaining. I'm. I basically that takes me down to about one third health. You so still have thirty-two. Yeah. Good gravy. All right. Remember, so took, you both take damage. Health potion earlier, so. So and so we'll uh, say you both are able to dive behind the pew right behind yourself. Okay. Um. Hello. I had my big shield. So. Hello. Hello. What? Um. Bryce said he'll be right back. Somebody just called his phone. So. Oh. Okay. Gotcha. We'll wait for him to return. Mom and Daddy were going on like a Valentine's Day date. And they said to keep an ear out if Brinley or Bailey called, and Brinley just called. But she said it's not important when I told her I was recording. Got okay, it. cool. Wonderful. All is right in the world. So I'm back. All right. You guys are successful in dodging the in uh, dodging the fireball 
I just want that visual of like Reginald with his big, uh, big giant shield, and like the flames are just wrapping around it. Yeah. Yes. Um, the fuels are wrapping around it. Dermon, you're able to hop behind the uh, the casket there, and what is going to happen as well is he's going to use the rest of his movement speed. Um, bingo, bingo, bongo. He's going to use the rest of his movement speed to conceal himself behind the altar, giving himself some cover, trying to get away from you. It is now not Reginald's turn, actually. Mm. Because above the Devil's Strahd, right behind him, there are big stained glass windows that have been boarded up. Oh, but yeah. crashing through the top of one of those windows is a single raven with several, with several gray feathers. The raven flies into the room, skittering through the broken glass. A few drops of blood are dripping off of him as he flies in and lands here. It is none other than Davian Martikov. Your friend, he lands before you here between the pews and he turns himself into his old his old man self he lands on the ground his old man self on his face and on his chest you can see there are pieces of broken glass sticking out of him blood drips down he stands and he turns and he says Vale boys he looked as though you were giving him a run for his money I figured it was time to throw my hat into the ring Yes! <laughs> it's glad, we're glad to know we've got your support, Davian. I was wondering when you were going to jump up. Oh. Now, Strahd, the final thing he's going to do with a bonus action is he's going to pull a vial from his chest. Better not. Slurp it down. That doo-doo head, he's not allowed to do that. He's a bad guy. Oh, oh he's allowed to do that. He sucks the vial down, and you see many of his wounds on his body heal as he slams the empty vial of blood on the altar with drops of it spreading across the stone surface. His eyes glow red, his teeth drip with blood, and he seems reinvigorated, ready for more. Mmm. Doggone it. It is now... Reginald's turn. Alright, fine. I'm grabbing my satchel. I'm gonna swing it over my head. Slingshot style. I wanna yell at him, Drink on these! And chuck all seven of those alchemist fires in the satchel back behind that little, uh... What is he? Uh, it's, it's, a dais. It's a dais? Or it's, it's a thing. I'm chucking it back there where he's at. Alter, that's the one. Okay. Um, yeah. Are he you wanted some cover, but I'm chucking that thing right behind him up against. All that right. Wall. So I want to. I'll run that one of two ways, depending on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to just get it in the area, he's going to get a saving throw. If you want to hit him with it, we'll roll against his AC. Well, I mean, I want to hit him with it. Okay. Go with the saving throw. You 
I don't think you have the dex point. <laughs> I don't. Well, I mean, if if I miss hitting him with it, where's it going to go? Am I going to throw it behind me? I mean, what? Let's roll a let's roll a dex let's roll a dex. See if you hit him with it. Roll a a dexterity attack. All right. Un momento, por favor. It was a nineteen plus a one dex. All right. So. So that you're able. As a well, no, it would be a weapon attack, but it would be a critical if it's if it's an attack. Critical throw, critical throw, critical chuck. Um, so let us, uh, yes, he he, uh, you throw the bag of alchemist fire yes. at him. The alchemist fire, of course, collides with his face, and it, he's going to take a d4 of damage for the bag and the bottles and stuff hitting his face and whatever happens there. Um, so the remains of the Christian rabbit inside. Go ahead, go ahead and roll that damage for me. Uh, how many? How many we got? Just roll a roll one d4 for now. We're just this is just the collision damage we're talking about. Ooh, that was a whole one. All right, so he's going to take one damage because you can't put split one in half. Right. Um, now he is going to get a saving throw. He's a he's a legendary being. Uh, he's going to get a saving throw to dodge and see if he can take not as much of the damage as he would have if he were not a legendary vampire lord. Um, so he's going to roll a dexterity saving throw. I mean, I'm a legendary red. Does that count? And gosh. What do we want to make the DC? I mean, you hit him with it. Let's just make it a let's make the d- difficulty class a twenty for him. How about that? Oof, so if he okay. beats a twenty, well, there are two ways that he can succeed, and I don't want to spoil it for you. <laughs> but um, anyway, he's going to roll a dexterity saving throw. He rolls a twenty-seven dexterity slave saving throw. So. The the bottles collide with his face. How many bottles did you have? Seven. And how much damage do they do? D10, did I say? I think so. That's what my fire arrows do. Alright, roll seven roll seven D10s and then he'll take half of that damage. Alright. That was 29. 29? 29. 29 was okay. the whole thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Alright. So, goodness. Uh, what's that? That's going to be 14 and a half, so 15 damage? Yeah. Man, I was kind of counting on some more from that. <laughs> Dang. 7 times 10 is 29. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that stinks. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but he does, he dives out of the way of the explosion. Whoosh! out from behind the altar towards one of the, the boarded up windows behind him. The altar explodes in flame. Now I should remind you that a few other things explode in flame. <clears throat> if I can find where that occurs. So if you'll remember the room that you were in, the description of this room, by the way, is dim-colored light filters through tall, broken, and boarded-up windows of stained glass, illuminating the ancient chapel of Ravenloft. A few bats flutter about uh, flutter about near the top of the 90-foot-high dome ceiling. A balcony runs the length of the west wall, 50 feet above the floor. Uh, in the center of the balcony, two dark shapes are slumped in tall chairs. 
Benches coated with centuries of dust lie about the floor in jumbled disarray. Beyond this debris, lit by a piercing shaft of light, an altar stands upon a stone platform. The sides of the altar are carved with the bosser leaves of angelic figures entwined with grapevines. The light from above falls directly on a silver statuette. A cloaked figure is draped over the altar, and a black mace lies on the floor near its feet. So the cloaked figure that was on that was draped over the altar is now completely burned to a crisp, destroyed. Oh, okay. Um, burned away, and the the mace that was lying on the floor is now red hot with the heat of the fire. Is the fire an ongoing thing, or was it just like a poof and then it's gone? It's a poof because it's all stone up there, stone and silver. Got you. I didn't know if this but, was like a kind of thing. It should be noted that the pews behind you and Dermon are absolutely on fire. Oh, okay. So the light of Dermon's symbol and the light of the pews are now, or the fire of the pews are now certainly lighting this room quite well. Hmm. Okay. That's all I got on this round. All right, Reginald. Jericho, your turn, sir. Okay. Um, these squares are five feet, correct? Ten feet. Ten feet. Yes, sir. Well, poop. I. Um. Run it back. We mentioned it at the beginning of the of the episode. Yeah. Uh, Strahd kept moving. He moved like three times since my last turn. I've been waiting to rush him. <laughs> I was yeah, like, he okay. does. He's, He's a done a lot of moving. Hmm. Oh, you know what? I need to mention one more thing based on your fortune telling. Um. Hold up. Let me find. There's an item that's also on fire behind that altar, just to let you know. <laughs> this last card ah. says you could die. <laughs> uh, there is also a book that is now on fire, burning behind the altar. A big, heavy book. And when you see that book on fire, Jericho, your t- your mind is instantly transported back to Madam Ava. Uh, and you feel as though that book might have had something to do with your fortune tellings. Okay. Um, should I look at that, or is that just kind of a? You're not over there, but you could be if you wanted to. I'm just I'd saying that's like, your should call. I look, should I look back at the at the notes? I will tell the... you what your notes said. Oh, I got it you right rem- here. I have it right here too. You remember that she said you will find, or this this card tells of history. Knowledge of the ancient will help you better understand your enemy. So you feel as though that might have been a book that would help you understand your enemy. Okay. Well then, cool. I You have solved what I'm going to do this turn. <laughs> kind Roll of. To understand. Oh gosh, gosh, that pause made me so afraid. I had no idea if we were offline or something. Oh, no. We're good. Okay, cool. Okay, um, I can unplug it again if you want. Yeah, that was pretty good. Please don't. Like Please don't do that. Okay. All right. Awesome. So I am going to run my distance. The book is right behind the altar, right? Correct. I'm going to run my distance towards the altar. So that's 30 feet. That gives me to, gets me to K-15, right? Yep. And then... You run past Davian. Yeah. And then bonus action, I'm going to... You said everything, the fire is going out other than these items that are flammable, correct? Yeah, they're, 
Yep, the book is the book is smoldering and there's a red hot mace on the floor. Using my dash, can I dash there and then use the rest of it to still retreat? Yeah, yeah. Just you get you get your full motion, your full full movement. So you want to say, let's say you hop up onto the f- platform, you you do a Bo Duke hood slide across the altar, your hips sliding through the blood and glass that Strahd left on there. You land on the other side. You grab the book, swat it against your body to put out the fire, and then where are you headed from here? Uh, retreat towards, uh, actually, can I make it to Strahd? Um, I have an action. That was a bonus one. action to do that. You, you move, you, so you move 30, and you can dash with a bonus action? Yeah. Yeah, you can get over there, sure. Ooh. But you're not going to be able to turn on that sword. Oh, not cool. I <laughs> retreat. <laughs> <laughs> just want to help you out. <laughs> gotcha. Um, backing up. Backing up. Can I shoot my crossbow at him? While yeah, I'm here? Yeah, you got it loaded up. Sure. I think it, it fires and reloads whenever I use it. Okay. The mechanic, I believe. Sure. That's a 18 to hit. That will hit him. Cool. What kind of air? What kind of bolt you've had in there? Um, this was just going to be a silver arrow. Okay, I only a got silver arrow collides with his body. But the oh, shaft yeah. is a two by four. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> <laughs> you nail him to the wall. Through the wall. 19. You guys are given nineteen damage with your silver dam- arrow. Yes, sir. All right. Splendid. All and right. Then, uh, retreat to De Reginald. Okay. Um, you can get about, not quite there, but you can get over there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Another arrow tr- enters Strahd's body. He winces again. You all have been uh, quite a group of opponents. And Davian, I see you have joined us here this evening. Yes, Strahd. We have jo- I have joined you. I promised these boys that if they got close to killing your crazy ass, I'd be there to help them. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> now, you said he was bloody when he came in. Does that... Do we understand that that is from crashing through the window, or does it seem like he's fought his way here? Um... He seems a little haggard. He seems like he might have fought his way here, and the last blow would have been crashing through the window. Okay. He's Davian is out of breath. Um, Davian is out of breath, and his weapon that he carries, which is um, his short sword, is drawn, and he's ready to do some fighting. His short sword is also somewhat bloodied. Seems as though he might have had to swashbuckle his way through here. Um, that Davian. makes it. Oh. Okay. Davian, did you see all the bats coming in? Did you have much trouble with them? <laughs> I wouldn't call them trouble, but I certainly did see them. As and as he says that, he looks at his sword with all the blood on it and he like samurai swings his bl- his sword and blood shoots off the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that, that's it. That's that's my RP for the day. Okay. <laughs> for the day. Alright, Dermot, it's your turn now, sir. I'm going to use a bonus action to 
take a take a healy potion into my body so I don't die. All right, do it. All right, let me roll it up real quick. Okay, all right, we're getting we're getting somewhere. It's two rolls and two right. ones. Oh boy. Uh, gosh, okay. Okay. Gosh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Okay, so I I, I get uh twenty four health back, which is pretty, which which that's you know that's not bad. That's pretty good. Nice. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna move uh forward. Um I've got forty feet of movement. Can I make it to within ten feet of Strahd? Get my thing back up. Forty feet, that'd be ten, twenty. Yeah, you can get there. Okay, cool. I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna run over there. Um, wait, hang on actually. Let me let me let me make sure what I'm gonna do with my He left my area attack of opportunity. No, no, no. German. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna firebolt this this poor fella. Okay. Right. We got some hearty thunder brewing outside. Um, uh huh. Just letting you know that with our luck, power could be lost. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully not. Yeah. No, I'm just gonna firebolt him. Okay. Uh, will a 24 hit him? A 24 will hit him. Excellent. Good. That's good. Um, he's going to take 22 damage, um, 7 of which is radiant damage. Okay. You firebolt him directly in the chest, part of his armor and his burns off. His cape that he wears draped around him, much of it is singed now. Uh, but he is going to respond to you in somewhat kind by casting a spell Wait, upon you, young man. I'm okay. not done yet. Oh, you're not done yet. No. Oh, yeah, that was a bonus action. Sorry. I'm going to use my... Um... No, I've, I used the I used my action bonus action. I'm going to use my free action to backseat trait to uh, forty feet movement myself back away to where I was. Okay, no attack of opportunity. I mean, I'm ten feet away from him, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's that's true. So you can't he can't attack of opportunity. So yes, back to where you were. Yes, sir. All right. So you run in and attack him, but. That that blow was enough to anger him. He's very upset with you, particularly you and Reginald, who he has once charmed, uh, and who have dealt probably the most damage to him today. So far, it's only Jericho the bookworm hasn't hasn't hard, harmed him too much, except for a couple of arrows. Uh, but you, German, have done quite a deal of damage, so he is going to cast blight upon you, sir. Oh, good, good. <laughs> Necromantic energy washes over a creature of Strahd's choice that he can see within range. Uh, draining, excuse me, hold up. Before he casts Blight, he walks towards you 10 feet. <laughs> then he casts, <laughs> he casts Blight upon you. I just imagine he's like charging, like the spell and the magic is charging up in his hand. And then he's like, wait a minute, that's not going to reach him. Yeah. Oh, he shuffles over. Yeah. 
you know, to me, I've got like that bowler sight in mind. Like you line it up and you take like that big step <laughs> forward. Yeah, perfect. But oh, yeah, just purple necrotic blackish purple energy is in his hand and he reaches out um, and you must make a constitution saving throw. Good. Uh, this spell is draining moisture and vitality from your body. Good. Will an 18 do it? An 18 will do it, sir. You succeed. You will take half the damage that he produces with this necrotic damage. But lucky for you, this necrotic damage uh, will not reduce your hit point maximum. Good. Good, so, good, good. Seven. Uh, what's that? Six. So, 13. 16. 23. 24, 32, 34, 36. Again, half of that, 18 damage you are blighted with. Uh, You certainly like keeping me down, don't you? You could have been my friend. Why would I want that? It is better than dying a horrible death here. Um, from there, he is going to Zada Zing, Zada Zoom, Zam Z, which in non-vampire terms for you layman, uh, is he's going to take the rest of his movement speed here, um, and he is going to move to behind some pews to try to get a little cover from all you scary damage dealers. Um, also, he does not like the bright sunlight. Davian now is going to sprint towards him. Davian, too long have you <clears throat> have you ruled over this land? Too long have you sucked the life from our people? Too long have you lived? And he sta- he stabs toward uh, Strahd with his short sword. Will it be short enough? <laughs> um, he's gonna roll now. Alas, <laughs> he's gonna roll once with one attack. This attack will not hit. He's gonna swipe again, trying to hit again. His blade does not hit. Strahd is too powerful for this old man. It seems as though Davian may only be a distraction, but either way, could be helpful to you. Strahd swipes away his swords with ease. And as Davian swipes on the second time, Strahd grabs his throat and pulls him in for a bite. He's got that lawful blood. Does that count for something? Uh, it's going to be tasty. Oh, man. Uh, no, Strahd, <laughs> Strahd rolls a 27 to bite. That misses, Davian, right? Huh? That misses, right? Yeah, it misses. <laughs> No, it doesn't miss. Davian swipes twice, and the three of you watch as Strahd pulls his neck in and clamps down on Davian's mouth, sucking blood from his body. Oh boy. The man rolled three sixes. Three bloody sixes. (laughs) Oh no, no, no! It's not enough to kill him. It's not enough to kill Davian. Uh, we got word that we have taken a PP break. 
So we'll wait for for Dermon to get back from his PP break. Um, but it's not enough to kill Davian, but it's enough to suck him almost dry. <laughs> he looks like a withered old man raisin. Yeah, he does look very much like that. Um, it's like a giving Strahd back some health as well. Now, how much does this look like the, this is doing for him? Did On a scale of not as much as that health potion did to as much as that health potion did, how much does this look like not as, It doesn't look like it's healing all his wounds. The health potion didn't heal all his wounds, and it was a vial of blood, but uh, the health potion didn't heal all of his wounds. This seems to have healed fewer of his wounds. He's still singed. Uh, much of him is still bleeding as you have attacked him. Um, it still looks as though it's possible Strahd may have bitten off more than he can chew, but uh, we'll see. Ha 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 ha! Didn't realize he's chewed was... more all but one of us so far. So that's true. I have yet to be chewed. That is true. Not even a nibble. Mm. Ooh, actually, you know what? I just I need to remember as well that Davian's hit point maximum was just reduced by eight freaking teen. Ooh. <laughs> Just to let you know, He'll be fine. that ain't much. <laughs> um, it was not short enough. <laughs> <laughs> it was not short enough. Yours All right. isn't short, is this just a hill? <laughs> Davian looks even more withered. It's really more. And as, as Strahd pulls his teeth out of Davian's neck, his withered body that remains alive, but he turns to Jericho and, and Reginald and Dermot's name there, and he says, he turns to you and he says, I'm sorry, boys. It seems I am not strong enough. I'll just hang in there, Davian. We'll, we'll get rid of him. Strahd pulls his teeth out and says, Yes, Davian. Hang in there. Um, was just glaring this whole time. He is He's done with this struggle. guy. Speaking of Reginald, it's your turn, my friend. Woo! Let it be known through this entire thing, Reginald as a character keeps referring to Strahd as Strug. Yeah. Alright, so is, is yeah, we're having some difficulty with this this fellow here. Um Alright. Noticing that some of these magical things that Dermon is doing seems to be doing a little bit more something. I'm gonna I'm gonna try the old mace that I got. I'm I'm bust out the thigh bone. Alright, bust a thigh bone, baby. And it were a, it's a 20 not natural to hit. All right. That will do. And he is of the undead sort, right? Correct. All right. Uh, an extra 2d6 damage. So uh, that's 11 plus uh, 2, 6. So 11 plus 8 is like 40. Yeah, we'll go with like 40. 19. Uh, just to be clear <laughs> to everyone here. <laughs> Let me remember what mark her thigh bone. The this notes one, I have this... on it, it says if... Uh, it, oh, uh, 25 hit points or fewer taking the damage must succeed on DC 15 wisdom saving throw uh, or be destroyed. Successful save creature becomes frightened of you until the end of the next turn. Okay. Oh, and uh, bright light, 20 foot, dim light, additional 20 foot. 
Okay, that doesn't apply just yet to Mr. Strahd. But, um, gotcha. I, I knew there was some sort of or-be-destroyed thing. Right. Now, what? tell me about what happens with your... There's something about that weapon can be destroyed. In the little compendium thing I have on mine, it doesn't say anything about destroyed. So I'm going by whatever notes you have. Um, it's the Mace of Disruption. Once it makes two attacks, um, it, it is exploded. Okay. Two, two attacks against an undead. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. We, well, hang on that old fella right there. So if I'm counting correctly, I know it hit at least one thing in the to- in the tombs. No, it, Did it not be like the same combat. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. All right, so he hit once. Reginald, whenever your axe, or whenever your St. Markovia's thigh bone collides with Strahd, and you hit him in his ribs with it, you know you hit him pretty hard, but you didn't expect to hit him hard enough for a crack to produce itself down the center of the thigh bone. This thing looks like it could be fragile. You may have only one hit left with it. Gotcha. All right, I'm imagining this thing almost like big giant chicken bone size thing. I'm just gonna shove that back in my back, grab my axe for that second attack. Okay. With a mighty nope. That was a thirteen on that one. All right, that one will miss. Finally, Strahd is able to put up a hand and swat your your axe away. Okay. And Reginald, am I tiring you out? Never. <laughs> All right, I'm going in for the shoot. Where'd it go? Action surge. Okay. All right. Um, push yourself beyond your normal limits for a moment. On your turn, you can take an additional action on top of your regular action and a possible bonus action. So I'm just gonna try to see if I can get some more damage up in there. Twenty-three to hit. That will hit. With a 17 on the damage. A 17 on the damage, okay. Yes, sir. That axe below drives itself deep, deep into the belly of Strahd. You pull it out and blood flows forth. He looks unwell. And bonus action, my last thing. I'm chugging my last... My very last and my tiniest health potion, 2d4 plus 2. Okay. It is really thundering out there. Oh, boy. Uh, it's raining here. It just Daddy heard. Strahd, please don't turn off the lights. Uh, I got six. I got six of them health. Okay. Ah, ah, ah. Okay. And that's all I got. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm kind of staying up there near where... Uh, good old Davy is that. Stick with me, Davy. We'll get out of this. Strahd, taking your your belly smack, uh, he uses an, a legendary action to move himself as far away as possible into the corner of the room. Davy says, Thank you, Reginald. I don't know how much more I can hold on. He is too. Huh? Did he sneeze too? Uh, he ca- Let's say he coughed up some blood. How about that? All right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Jericho, it is your turn. Well, this slimy little vampire has been too far away from me to hit him with the sword the whole time. Yeah. So, crossbow again. Got, this will be my third to last silver arrow. Got two left after this one. If you want, Bryce, you haven't gotten to use the sword yet. Strahd is not looking very well. I wonder if you'll get... No, screw it. I'm not playing that game. Use your crossbow. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> um, I will use my bonus action at the end of this turn. Remind me to actually turn on the freaking sword. <laughs> I guess I... Yeah. Well, no, I can't do that now. I got a crossbow. Um. So, yeah. I shoost an arrow at him, and I'm now recalling that I do have an extra attack. I could always fire two bolts, but I don't get my sneak attack and all that. True. But it's okay. So, one silvered arrow shoosting at the boy. That's an unnatural 20 to hit. That will hit. Cool. Unnaturally. You might be surprised to find out where it hits. That is 18 damage. With a silvered arrow? Yep. Strahd. Obviously, worse for the wear, but ever confident. Uh, gives a snide remark to Reginald as he leaves. And instead of like whisking around like he had been, he stumbles through the pews towards the corner of the room. It truly does seem as though he may have underestimated you. And as he turns, prepared to continue to do battle with you, blood leaks from his belly, his shoulders, his legs, his arms. He battered, his cape is torn. He is a monarch, seemingly, if not fully dethroned, at least disgraced. Reg Jericho... Desiring to use the sun sword, but opting for a silvered arrow, silvered arrow instead, knowing that a silvered arrow does deal damage to this undead creature, fires a bolt. It sails directly past Reginald's right ear. A fletching barely tickles it, barely barely tickles Reginald's right ear. The bolt <laughs> flies across the room and splits Strahd directly between his eyes. Huh. The arrow sticks into the wall behind him. Strahd pulls his head forward. He stumbles one time. He falls forward on his face and then dissipates into mist. The mist floats up into the air for a brief moment and then, through a crack in the floor, is sucked down into the floor, seemingly traveling through the floor. That doesn't feel like a win. No, it Didn't certainly does not. No, but no. I feel progress. Yeah. Um, hang on, I, I got this book. Let me let me take a look at it and see if there's anything about. And disappearing into earth cracks. You want to take a reading break? Can I take a reading break? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can take a reading break. Um, Davian says, I have seen, I believe I have seen this before. He is 
become a mist. The tome may tell us something. I do not know. <clears throat> um, from the chat real quick. Shallow, welcome to the stream, buddy. Arrows do make a pish sound. Thank you so much for following Garfield the Human. Thank you for being here. Love Gar. I love Garfield. I hope you're making a Garfield reference. I don't know. Uh, and Mark says, GG, boys. We'll see about that. Um, let's read the Tome of Strahd. There's a great Girl, deal of reading. Swish thunk sound. Yeah, you're probably right. Swish for, swish for travel and thunk for impact. And we can't forget the bow twang. Right. Twang. I mean, if the arrow's just sitting around, it doesn't make any noise. That's true. Unless it's a talking arrow. Right. You gotta watch out for them. Those are the worst. From the Tome of Strahd section in Appendix X. So you have picked up the Tome of Strahd. Yes. I will a book. absorb its knowledge through my reading bowls. His tome, revealing where he came from and stuff like that. Can it just be like a teenage girl's diary tank? <laughs> like, oh my god, Irina is so hot, and I just want i want to get with her, but yeah. I just can't unless bite I'm a vampire. Neck. I'm just going to bite her on her neck. I'm going to bite her on her sexy neck. All right, Today from the Tome I of Strahd. You know what's cool about this book is that everything is written in this unreadable cursive. That's my favorite part. So we got some reading. We got some reading to do. Okay, finally, finally, the the chat bot tells you guys why I don't respond to ton the chat. So read up. We don't like um, y'all. All right, from the Tome of Strahd, you read this. Go for it. I am the ancient. I am the land. My beginnings are lost in the darkness of the past. I was the warrior. I was good and just. I thundered across the land like the wrath of a just god. But the war years but the war years and the killing years wore down my soul, and the wind wears stone into sand. Odd goodness flipped from sleeps from my all goodness. God why don't they just write it, man? All goodness slipped from my life. I found my youth and strength gone, and all I had felt was death. All I had left was death. My army settled in the valley of Berovia and took power over the people in the name of a just god, but with none of a god's grace or justice. I called for my family, long unseated from their ancient thrones, and brought them here to settle in the castle Ravenloft. They came with a younger brother of mine, Sergei, he was handsome and youthful. I hate him for both. From the families of the valley, one spirit, <clears throat> one spirit shone above all the others, a rare beauty who was called perfection, joy, and treasure. Her name was Tatiana, and I longed for her to be mine. I loved her with all my heart. I loved her for her youth. I loved her for her joy. But, this, but she spurned me. Old one was my name to her. Elder and brother also. This man got friend zone. Her heart went to Sergei. They were betrothed. The date was set. With words... Uh, with words she called me brother, but when I looked into her eyes, they reflected another name. Death. It was the death of the age that saw... It was the death of the ages that she saw in me. She loved her youth and enjoyed it, but I had squandered mine. 
the death. The death she saw in me turned her from me. And so I came to hate death. My death. My hate is very strong. I would not be called death so soon. I made a pact with death, a pact of blood. On the day of the wedding, I killed Sergei, my brother. My pact was sealed with his blood. I found Tatiana weeping in the garden east of the chapel. She fled from me. She would not let me explain, and a great anger swelled within me. She had to understand the pact I made for her. I pursued her. Finally, in despair, she flung herself from the walls of Ravenloft, and I watched everything I ever wanted fall from my grasp forever. It was a thousand feet through the mists. No trace of her was ever found. Not even I know her final fate. Arrows from the castle guards pierced me to my soul, but I did not die. Nor did I live. I became undead. Forever. I have studied much since then. Vampire is my new name. I still lust for life and youth, and I curse the living that took them from me. Even the sun is against me. If it, it is the sun and its light I fear the most, but little else can harm me now. Even a stake through my heart does not kill me, though it holds me from movement. But the sword, that cursed sword that Sergei brought, I just despair. I must dispose of that awful tool. I fear and hate it as much as the sun. I have often hunted for Tatiana. I have even felt her within my grasp, but she escapes. She taunts me. She taunts me. What will it take to bend her love to me? I now reside far below Ravenloft. I live among the dead and sleep beneath the very stones of this hollow castle of despair. I shall seal, shut the walls of the, f of the stairs that none may disturb me. The end. Huh. Yeah, this appears to be just... I guess it's an autobiography. It's... Certainly got his flair of drama queenness. He calls himself the th thunder and the darkness and hatred and stuff like that. He's got a real obsession for Tatiana or Irina or whoever his current desire might be, if it's the same person or not, I don't know. He's apparently very afraid of this sword. He's headed all this time. I don't know why he didn't destroy it. But it does kind of confirm what we thought. He does sleep beneath the castle. Said that he would wall off the stairs down to where he would rest. So I wonder if that's the uh, portcullis we were raising and lowering trying to get into that one sarcophagus under under the castle. Yes. Well, we could go that way or we could go back to the, the fire and throw in that stone too. Uh, one other thing. It said that he will no longer he can no longer be killed by a stake through the heart, but it will hold him in place. If you want to, Reginald, I've got two broken staffs in my pocket. <laughs> I wanna I wanna pull out both of them broken staffs, and I want to make sure that we all have a piece of that. So each one, I guess, is broken in in half. So everybody gets chunk. Um, I want to walk over to. Are we, I assume we're out of combat, right, Keith? 
You are currently out of combat, yes. I want to walk over to uh, Davian. He's looking pretty worse for the wear, right? He is looking horrible. Okay, yeah. I want to use my um, channel divinity to heal myself and him. Okay. So I'm going to get uh, 16 hit points back because I, I, I do five times my level, so I get 40. And he's going to get um, 24 hit points. Ooh. And, uh, All right. Boys... I'm also I don't know currently he... can't get that much. So, sorry, real quick. Well, as you heal him, you would expect him to return to his his vitality that you had saw him before. Mm-hmm. But the the necrotic damage has has reduced his maximum health, so he still looks extremely sickly and wounded, even as you heal him. Okay. And can I whatever hit points he can't get? Can I pass those off to like um, Reginald? Absolutely. Cool. I don't know that. Nice. Means... What we got? So there's a total of 24 hit points, so whatever. I'm, I want to, as much as I can, top off Davian first. Keith, yeah, uh, so sorry, it takes, it takes, I was just realizing you needed me to do math. Um, Davian is able to accept six of your health points. Okay, so 18, go to Reginald. Wow. Hey, I like it. A much obliged gentleman. Take it. Make sure to take these. Uh, take these little poking sticks. We'll see. If we can't pin him down a bit, um, I, fellas. I don't know if you noticed, but there's a black iron mace on the floor over there, and there was that fellow we set on fire on the altar. Oh, I noticed, and he's afraid of the sword. But I'll put the fear of God in him with this for sure. As Davian, I can pick that thing up. As Davian notices you walking over there, he says, Now is not the time for sightseeing and treasure hunting. If Strahd is able to rest, he will regain his strength, and we must do this all over again. We must find him. We must destroy him once and for all. Uh, he's just downstairs. We'll we'll go get him, but if there's any more uh, edge we can get on him, then we should probably get it now. So Very can well. I mace? Because it was glowingly hot earlier. I didn't want to snag that up. The mace is now cool. Right. So I want to pick that mace up. And then as Jericho is talking about, we have an edge on somebody. I'm looking at a mace, which is very blunt. I look back to Jericho like, no. No. All right. Yo, on Dermot, what would you say? Um, I also took a health potion and regained some hit points as well. Thank you for the heads up. Yeah. Let me read to you what is over there. Um, so there's also a statuette that remains unburned on the on the altar. Um, it is a the light from above that's coming from the window is falling directly on a silver statuette. Um, if anybody's going for that, let me know. But also. Um, yeah, Reginald's you're going just... for it, Dermon? What? Did somebody say they were going over it? Going for it? Yeah, I, I just imagine while well, Dermon's guzzling down the health potion, he like kind of spies and is like, oh, that's interesting, and heads over that way. Okay. Uh, Reginald, when you um pick up the mace, you discover that this is just seemingly whoever used to be laid over that altar. 
uh, and was burned up and destroyed. This must have just been his cool black mace. Cool. You're welcome to keep it. But it's just a mace. Um, Dermon, when you pick up the the piece, the statuette, you are overcome with the emotional knowledge that this is the icon of Ravenloft. You are not evil, so you do not need to make a DC Constitution saving throw. No. Holy crap. You know what? I'm going to reveal to you, if you were evil, you would have taken 88 damage. Oh. Just from touching it. So that's pretty cool, huh? So wow. you said I don't need to make the saving throw. No, you do not. You're okay. Lawful good. Just pointing that out one more time. Lawful yeah. good. The lawful good. The lawful good helps out today. Dude, Ooh. the appendixes, these books need those. Rod. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I very briefly look through... Like before you even mentioned doing it, I I briefly looked through the the Strahd book and mm-hmm. it's it's pretty wonky in there. Like I avoided it because of how messed up it is. Okay. Uh oh sorry, you're talking about this actual book. No, yeah, it's hard to No, yeah, it's the the manual, the um module for it. Yeah, they don't really organize these super well. The icon of Ravenloft. It's a 12-inch tall statuette made of the purest silver. It weighs 10 pounds, and it depicts a cleric kneeling in supplication. Uh, while within 30 feet of the icon, a creature is under the effect of a protection from evil and good spell against fiends and undead. Only a creature attuned to the icon can use its other properties. So when you pick it up, let's say you attune to it, Ooh. you gain the ability Augury. You can use an action to cast the Augury Augury spell from the icon with no material components required. Once used, this property can't be used again until the next dawn. Bane of the Undead. You can use the icon as a holy symbol while using the turn undead or turn the unholy feature. If you do so, increase uh, the save DC by two. And cure wounds while holding the icon. You can take an action to heal one creature that you can see within 30 feet of you. The target regains 3d8 plus 3 hit points unless it is an undead construct or fiend. Once used, this property can't be used again until the next dawn. Can you, um, can you send that to me? Yeah. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> I got a heavy stick. It's made of metal. <laughs> so I, Hunter's Mark, did, did um old Strato. I get a advantage it's in the on, engineering dungeon. Sorry, I get advantage on perception and survival checks to mm-hmm. locate him. Okay, can I use my perception to see if we're directly above, like the crack he went down into? If he's going to be going straight down into the catacombs we were in uh yeah absolutely roll that up nat 20 you know that you now stand above the catacombs and your ability of using your memory um allows you to remember that you once stood above a coffin uh and you also once stood at a teleporting brazier that said it could take you to the tomb where the master sleeps or whatever uh, you feel very confident that you could quickly find your way back to where you need to be. All right, cool. Um, then I want to go ahead and start heading that way if there are no objections. Actually, I, I want to go ahead okay. and start heading that way anyway. All right, where are you off to? I think I think I know exactly where Strahd is going. Lead the way. I do that. All right. You do that. You heading for the brazier to teleport in? Uh, yes, sir. 
All right, you guys head back down to that room where the brazier was. And you remember that in that room was a brazier that allowed you to teleport many places throughout the land of Barovia. Davian goes with you. But on your way to the brazier, the fastest way you know is to go back down the hallway you came through uh, and then pass through the vestibule and down the stairs towards the brazier hallway. Once you get to the hallway from the ceiling, you are descended upon by five swarms of bats and six stone gargoyles that fly down towards you, ready to attack. Before you can unsheathe your weapons, Davian says, You have to go. You cannot stay here. I'll hold them off. You must destroy the Devil's Strahd. And he draws his sword with his frail old body and points it towards the enemies flying towards you in this hallway. Schwing, you shall not pass. Exactly. As you you run past him, he does say, You shall not pass! And several of the bats do indeed pass him. But, uh, Davian, if we can manage it, we'll come back for you. I will hold them off as long as I can. Hold strong, we won't be long. And I'm going to keep on sprinting towards the thing. Okay, yeah, give you all a little cinematic action for this final jaunt. Um, let me find exactly where we're headed. While you're booting up the scene... Just a little inside thing. When I was in school, Lord of the Rings came out, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. I had a teacher who looked exactly like Saruman. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of my classmates was really good at drawing. He he put that on the uh, chalkboard on like our finals day. Had a picture <laughs> of the teacher that said, you shall not pass. Nice. <laughs> oh, God, it's hilarious. The Orcs of Saruman. Um, anyway, you guys get down to the brazier room, and you read the inscription again, and you read the portion of the bra- of the brazier inscription that says... Uh, yellow stone. Yep, yellow to the master's tomb. You grab the yellow stone, you toss it in. I, the, the fire turns yellow. Really quick, um, I want to cast Death Ward on myself. Okay. Just for me. What I do... Um, you touch a creature and grant it a measure of protection from death. The first time the target will drop to zero hit points as a result of taking damage, the target instead drops to one hit point and the spell ends. Um, uh, if the spell is still in effect when the target is subjected to an effect that would kill it instantly without dealing damage, that effect is instead negated against the target and the spell ends. It lasts for eight hours. Cool. That's zesty. Can I cast some spells before we go through as well? Yeah, if you want. Okay. I would like to cast Ensnaring Strike on the Sun Sword. Okay. Which is like a bind thing when it hits. And then Hail of Arrow or Hail of Thorns on my crossbow. So the next one will like the projectile will split into multiple thorns instead. Cool. I mean while we're going around the circle, can I cast a couple also? Do you have spells? No. Then no. <laughs> Sadly, no. 
Hey, all right. It's always worth asking. <laughs> it is always. You're absolutely right. It is always worth asking. So, if you remember the room that you were in, where you believe Strahd's uh, casket to be, you find where all this book stuff is. Silly book. Silly book. Um, Bro, what you got yes. going on in the chat over here? <laughs> huh? Shallow Crow? Yeah, Sh- Shallow likes a good a, g- a good joke. I'm not sure what... Uh, Oh, yeah, he's making fun of Strahd talking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> My aching heart thing. thrown for <laughs> thirst for her inner loins. <laughs> also, I know how to read cursive. It's just this cursive was drawn by a madman. Um... Anyway, oh, yellow, books. you are teleported. What? No, remember those choose your own adventure books? This one was written by somebody a little bit OCD. Yes. All right, you teleport and you appear in one of the alcoves at the south end of the room where Strahd's coffin lay. I will re- read to you the description of Strahd's coffin once more. Um, the smell of freshly turned earth is here. You find yourself in Strahd's coffin room deep below Castle Ravenloft, even farther below the catacombs, as it took steps to get down here the first time you came. The smell of freshly turned earth permeates the very air. This, uh, settled into the dirt on the floor is a shining black coffin of finely waxed wood. The coffin's fittings are brilliant brass, and the lid is closed. South of the coffin are three gloomy alcoves, uh, the middle one is the one in which you have appeared. Standing before you is Strahd's coffin. Laying before you. Well, we all know what to do, I think. Um, I'm not excited for it. Um, knock, knock, boys. Can I cast one more spell before we get into combat? Absolutely. Cool. I would like to cast a level two spell called Cordon of Arrows. You plant four pieces of non-magical ammunition, arrows or crossbow bolts, in the ground within range and lay magic upon them to protect an area until the spell ends when a creature other than you comes within 30 feet of the ammunition for the first time on a turn or ends its turn there, one piece of ammunition flies up to strike it. Cool. The creature must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d6 piercing damage. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't think anybody's ever used that one in, in one of our campaigns. I have never heard of that spell in my life. I don't know everything by any stretch of the imagination, but I've never heard of that in my life. I'm That's just going by the. Uh, app. No, I'm not. I'm it saying that sounds a... cool. No, it says PHB. It's player handbook. Cool. Okay. All right. You stand um, before Strahd's coffin. Spells cast. I want to see if I can roll to. Bust that thing open. Okay. Are you all standing there? How are you doing this thing? Well, uh, first of all, it said within 30 feet, and it says if it's not me. So I didn't realize that. It's going to try and hit um, Dermon and Reginald, too, I guess. So I'm going to put it at the exit to this room. Okay. So if he tries to run out, he'll get hit by it then. Gotcha. Cool. I, um, while all that's happening, Reginald's opening the, the thing. I want to pull like I have 14 Alchemist Fire in my Ooh-hoo. bag. 
And I'm gonna I wanna take those and I wanna take the um silver uh balls that I got. Okay. And I'm gonna put them in one bag very gently, and I'm gonna tie it shut. <laughs> I'm gonna put that somewhere safe nearby. <laughs> the suicide bomb. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, Dermon, now that we know where he is, uh, well, assuming we know where he is, maybe that that black powder stuff would be a good thing to maybe put a circle of it around his coffin. <laughs> maybe, like I said, maybe it acts like a barrier. Uh, uh, yes, I you did it. That. And I, I do it. <laughs> I didn't know you found how a way. You so found what, a way. What did Dermon say? I couldn't hear. I do it. I said, you may be right or something like that. And then I was like, I do it. You cool. do the thing. All right. At this point, are we all gathered around the coffin? How is this? How is this happening? I'm, stand I'm like standing by the door. Back. Okay. You're standing by the door? Yeah. With a cross boob. All right. Reginald, you throw the lid off of the off of the coffin it comes off easily because there are contents inside inside is the devil strad and before you have a chance to react or do anything he reaches up and grabs your neck and he casts blight on you as he grabs you dang it hold his God. body okay, hold on <laughs> before as this is happening roll perception i'll at least let you look at him while he does it i won't look at him let's see Perception. That's a 15. Okay. As you look at him, he maintains all the wounds that you've given him earlier. Blood leaks from his eyes. He stares at you through bloodshot eyes. This is obviously the the last attempt of a dying creature to, to enact his will upon the world, but he still is able to get this spell off, and you need to roll a constitution saving throw. Hmm, okay. Let's see what I got for you. That is a 28, mi amigo. Dang, nice. Oh yeah, you have big constitution. So, you only take half of this damage, and he uses everything he's got as far as damage on you, so we're going to have to roll up nine dice. He is well constituted. Seven, eight, uh, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. Dang. Okay, thirty, thirty-eight, forty. You take twenty damage of necrotic damage as he grabs your neck and tries to squeeze all the life out of you that he can. Ouch. Oi. Alright, can I... Wait, are we in combat now? What are we doing? No, you roll roll whatever you'd like to do. Okay, I want to roll to get my stabby stake to see if I can stab him in his body. Try to stab him. Alright, what do I roll for that? Just to... Just roll an attack roll with advantage. Attack with advantage? Well, the first one was 25. You jam a stake directly into his heart and guess what we get to read now boys more we get get to read a little section of this campaign called 
Death of Strahd. The epilogue. Hey. (laughs) So, he reaches out of his coffin, prepared for someone to try to attack him. He reaches out and grabs you and makes his best attempt to squeeze the life out of Reginald, but it's just not enough. Strahd has underestimated this party of adventurers. He has truly underestimated them. Strahd cannot hide his surprise as death takes him into the black abyss. Surprise turns to rage, and the pillar stone of Ravenloft trembles with fury, shaking dust from the ceiling of the vampire's tomb. The shudders abate as Strahd's burning hatred melts away, replaced at last with relief. The dark orbs of his eyes wither and sink into his skull as his corpse deteriorates before you. In a matter of moments, only bones, dust, and noble garb remain. Strahd von Zarevich the Dark Lord of Barovia is dead and gone. Wow. Yay. And we had all these magical weapons (laughs) and it was a broken stick. (laughs) It was your spear. It was a magical weapon at one point. It was. It was gifted to me by a god under a rock. Mark says, GG, boys. Again. So in my excitement, I want to run up the stairs. No, I, I probably don't want to do that. But would you guys allow me to guide you a little bit so we can get as much of this epilogue in as possible? Yeah. Squeeze that juice. Um, I'd like to make a point of going back for Davian if possible. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if we're collecting a body or what. I'm going to walk you that way. You guys walk back through the castle. Nothing left to harm you. There are no evil creatures left to cause you despair. Uh, there's just a, a, a lightness that it feels more akin to Peach's castle than it does to Strahd's castle at this point. Uh, there, of course, are dust and corpses everywhere, but the feeling of heavy hatred and this, the mist is abating uh, and the heaviness that you've experienced is, is now off of your chest. There is a lightness. You feel as though the dawn... Uh, this day is a true dawn for Barovia. As you head back up the stairs, your your mind is drawn to Davian to see if he was able to, to hold out long enough for you to come back. But whenever you cross into the vestibule, Davian's body, riddled with holes of bat bites and slices from gargoyle weapons, Davian is dead in the foyer, in the vestibule. Now, with the gargoyles, did they, like, disappear, or is there just, like, frozen gargoyle statues now? They're just, yeah, they're frozen gargoyle statues now. And the, the, what you see before you is Davian with his sword still outstretched as a gargoyle has a spear jamming into his chest, effectively nailing him to the ground for his last dying attempt. Did, did we level up? <laughs> I want to. I want to. You are now up. level ten. I want to walk up to Davian, and I want to. I want to collect up his his body. Okay, you're able to remove the spear from his heart, and you collect his body. Yeah, Keith, I believe that was a serious inquiry. You, yeah, you do. You're level ten. I bring him back to life. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Yeah. All right. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. 
How does that work? Um, well, okay. It's not just as immediate as that. So um, it takes an hour, but okay. uh, you return a dead creature you touch to life, provided that it has been dead no longer than 10 days. If the creature's soul is both willing and at liberty to rejoin the body, the creature returns to life with one hit point. Uh, the spell neutralizes poison, cures non-magical disease, uh, yeah, closes all mortal wounds, but it doesn't restore missing body parts. Uh, yeah, coming back from the dead is an ordeal. The target takes a minus four penalty to all attack rolls, saving throws, and ability checks. Um, so as Reginald picks him up, um, I, I guess like feeling this new surge of like power and divine presence being a cleric um it's just like kind of i imagine Dermon just kind of acts on his own or not acts on his own but acts like just really without thinking kind of on instinct and he's like um reginald hold him still as we travel i want to try something and then he just kind of like follows behind reginald and and just keeps like kind of occasionally like tells reginald to do something but then is mostly just focused on like davian and then after an hour uh, life comes back into his body. Okay. Uh, whenever he picks up the body and you begin to tell him that, you guys f- all feel drawn to Castle Ravenloft's overlooked l- overlook on the east. You remember it from the journal that you read, the, the Tome of Strahd. All of you feel drawn that way. So do you accept the drawing and head that way? Yeah. Sure. I do. I feel so, like we should throw his body off the overlook. Is anybody in on that? <laughs> You guys uh, get out there to the overlook. The overlook is a beautiful, a beautiful thing. The sun is rising. Um, Reginald lays the body of uh, Davy and Mardikov on the ground to let Derman continue his work. Uh, and Reginald and Jericho, you guys walk over to the edge of the railing and look out, <clears throat> and you see the following: thick clouds fill the sky. Through the chilly morning mist, the land of Barovia is visible far below. There is peacefulness here. Rest has come to the valley for the first time anyone can remember. A light flashes behind you. Wheeling around, you see a stately man. This is, all of you are seeing this. I just, you know, since Dermon was resurrecting uh, Davian, I figured he'd sit a little far, a little farther away, but you're all seeing this, obviously. A light flashes, a light flashes behind you. Wheeling around, you see a stately man, a being of flesh and blood, in shining armor and a flapping cape. His countenance shows great strength of will, yet the forcefulness of his presence is tempered by his calm, sad eyes. His features are those of Strahd, yet subtly different. His voice is calm and peaceful. My name is Sergei von Zarovich. Um, hold the phone. I'm reading the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> hold the phone. <laughs> The phone we are holding. It was actually Batman. Right? Stern Man with will, power, and a cape. Batman. Standing beside him, this man, as he says, my name is Sergei Von Zerovich. And he turns to look to his side, and as he turns to look to his side, Irina Kolyana appears next to him. They hold hands. Irina looks at you all and she says, I am Irina Kolyana, 
but in my past, I was Sergei's beloved Tatiana. Through these many centuries, we have played out the tragedy of our lives. Now, with our deepest gratitude to you, that tragedy is over. It is time for joy to begin again. Shimmering light surrounds Irina and Sergei. Hand in hand, they walk east toward the edge of the overlook. Their feet do not touch the ground as they tread a path beyond this mortal world. Their invisible road takes them beyond the eastern precipice, their glow illuminating and thinning the clouds above Barovia. The clouds suddenly break open, letting shafts of glorious sunlight flood through. In the valley below, the strange fog dissolves. Barovia is free once more. I wanted to kind of start slapping like Derman on the shoulder and like point towards the fog clearing away. <laughs> Not really saying anything, just like it's it, it, it's fine. It's, it's happening. Is anyone else have a supernaturally wholesome feeling about this? I, f- I certainly feel better. I'm I'm a bit preoccupied, but yes, I do feel lighter. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Dermot. You you keep you keep doing your thing. Keith, did you have any more, or are we RPing? Uh, yeah, y'all are welcome to RP. Anything else you'd like to do? I mean, the the world is obviously free of this evil for now. Um, so you guys do whatever it is you want to do to end out the uh, end out this campaign. I want to ask Dermot. Dermot, what are you, what are you doing with with Davian? He's he's passed. You got to let him go. Well, I believe I can bring him back. I'm not entirely certain how, but it seems that, you know, through our experiences and travels, I've I've gained knowledge. My, To be honest, my hands are kind of acting on their own. Well, bring him back? Yeah, yes, bring, yes, if you can bring him back, bring, yeah, bring him back. Uh, well, Why well, don't you carry him while he brings him back, and we can go ahead and load back up in the battle wagon, and, right. uh, I'm ready to get out of here before Ismark finds us, because I don't think we were supposed to let the princess die. But I can't. I can't imagine he could be too unhappy with his ending. It's, yeah. It feels right to me. But Derman, all the same. You remember a task you promised? Oh no, do. I remember. Okay. There... It's on. It's close to Wizards of Wayne, so we were going to take Davian back anyway. I think. Hey, whatever okay, happened to that chicken we had in the wagon? He was supposed to come get us, wasn't he? Um, it maybe he got hit up. Uh, I don't know. It's true. There was there was army of bats and what he's probably out there holding his own. We need to as go you check. guys, as you guys have this discussion and you approach the battle wagon, when you open the door of the battle wagon, standing on the steps leading down, is a chicken with angry eyes holding a butter knife in one in one uh, <laughs> foot. <laughs> he obviously was having trouble getting the latch of the door undone, but he was ready to come help. Yeah, see there? We had it. He, he was he was coming. He was if, he, if we couldn't have made it, he was coming. Yeah, it was it was probably his confidence in us that held him back. Right, right. It's all he was. It's, all right. Chicken back, don't have a name, but back in the cage, chicken. Right. I I grab the chicken and just shove it back in the cage on ceremony. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that butter knot. Where'd you get a butter knot? Don't even answer. Why did you answer it? Reginald, pilot this cart. We need to get on the road. I'm ready to get out of here, but we 
we made too many promises along the way. We right. did quite a lot to do, but I sadly won't be able to do this again for quite some time. I think I would need a rest. Um, you can always do your little stasisy thing on the kid, I guess. Right. He's got, he's got nine days left, I believe. That's plenty of time for a kidney. All right. Where to, Chris? I don't know, uh, Keith. It's kind of up yeah. to you where we in this. Do yeah, no, I'm to... with you. Yeah, so I'm about to, I'm about to speak. You guys go off, go along. You make your way back through uh, uh, Velaki. You explain the victory um, of of what you have done over Strahd. The town already knows it. All the way there, there are people frolicking and dancing and having the weight of this world just lifted off of them. Um, Erwin Mardikov is there ready to embrace you as you arrive back in the town of Velaki. And Erwin Mardikov and his estranged father, Davian, the two of them not having had a relationship for many years, embrace knowing that Davian uh, was part of the help to kill the, the devil Strahd. The two of them are reconciled to one another. Davian, er, Davian elects to stay with Erwin for a little while. So you guys have a tearful goodbye and leave them where they are. You head to Kresk. You are, you are able to resurrect the son of the Baron of Kresk. He is very grateful. Everyone there is extremely grateful. Uh, but you all, all wishing to leave, pack up your things, and head back east. Uh, finally, you ride through Barovia, uh, where you speak with Ismark. Oh, Ismark is sad to hear of the passing of his sister, but he is joyous to know that the passing of his sister into the next life is part of what has allowed light to return to Barovia. He is extremely grateful to you. And also he ends up becoming the new burgomaster of the village of Barovia. Um, hey. He becomes the burgomaster. What? Oh, no, I was just saying I was a celebratory. Hey, yeah, he is grateful to you all to you for all you've accomplished and urges. And he asks you to stay in Barovia to help him rid the land of any other threats. Uh, and he offers his village as a safe haven. Uh, do you accept? I got, I got things to do back in, back in my town. Um, but there's one thing I'd like to ask you to take care of in our stead. Um, the former burgomaster of Berez, his ghost still haunts an old church out there, and. He's searching for a bit of peace. If you could go and speak to him and tell him of what's going on here, I think it would help him rest a bit. I will do it for all you have done. I will do this and any I will do this and whatever more I believe I can to continue your legacy here in the valley of Birovia. I really appreciate that. But we can't stick around here. We've got more adventures to get on to, right, Reginald? Right. Does every adventure around the corner? I'm sure we'll be back in time, uh, oh, master of burgers. Um, I want to lean in towards Dermot when I say that. Hey, Dermot, not, not this one, okay? Not this one. Oh, no, yes, I, I know. I'm aware. But, you, you know, Molly, speaking of other adventures, it seems like so long ago now how you and I started this little back and forth. It's, it was at the back of my mind through this whole journey, and now it seems 
so unimportant, so trivial. Our whole past is a... It's kind of a blur after this place. Yes. There was a, there was a lot of bad blood between us, and I, come to think of it, I can't even really remember what it was that caused it. No, there's a lot of bird blood between us, wouldn't you say? <laughs> <laughs> the the chicken from the cart says, <laughs> The end. Red curtain. Um, the end. <laughs> yes, as you as you say that, the final the final sound is the bacock as the circle closes in on your wagon as it bebops down the road that you took to get into Barovia. And thus ends your time in the Valley of Barovia. You have defeated the Devil's Strahd and brought balance to the force in the Valley. The end. Huzzah. Now, would you like me to end the story the way the book would like me to end the story, or would you like to leave it there? Uh, direct that towards Chet. Chet, what do y'all want? Chet, would you like to end the story there, or would you like to... Get a little more information. Shall I play it by the book? Roll perception on that chat room. <laughs> Marked marker. Somebody might be might be in there to give us a response. We got nine viewers. Response. <laughs> Im- Im- improv. Talk about the chicken joint down the street. <laughs> we all Those go were- out to open the very first church's chicken. <laughs> Joe M. Steve Four, nice work all. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. You had a great time. I'd like to end it there. There's no way you guys would get any of this information anyway. Oh, oh no, never mind. Joe M. Steve says the book. You got me curious now. Okay. This is an ending that you will choose. You can choose whether you believe it or not. We can choose what our canon ending is, and we can choose what the book says, okay? So it'll be up to the Dungeon Boys what the ending will be. Okay. Aftermath. The bats, wolves, and dire wolves of Barovia lose their supernatural link to Strahd upon his destruction and become ordinary beasts, destined to be hunted down or driven to the farthest reaches of the Svalich woods. Even after Strahd's death, Castle Ravenloft remains a a haunted place shunned by all Barovians. Its dark immensity and threatening countenance are enough to deter locals from plundering or reoccupying it. Hey, Saucy the Weeb. Um, We already read about Ismark. He becomes the leader of Barovia. The Vistani Exodus, fearing that the Barovians might kill them for being spies and collaborators, which the, the Vistani were spies and collaborators with uh, the Devil Strahd. We didn't deal a whole lot with them, but they were on Strahd's team. The Vistani pack up their weight wagons and leave the valley with great haste. The Barovians are happy to see them go. Vampire Hunters, Rudolf von Richten, you never met her, but he had a partner and her name was Esmeralda de Avenir. Rudolf von Richten leaves Barovia because he survived. He leaves Barovia to live out his remaining days in solitude. His protege, Esmeralda de Avenir, isn't convinced that Strahd is truly dead. She also knows that there are other evils in Barovia to be conquered, so she elects to remain in the valley. Upon his death, Strahd's vampire spawn are freed from his control, and each seeks a new destiny. Um... There apparently was a vampire spawn named Escher in particular. He leaves the realm in search of new experiences in a way to become a vampire lord himself. So you have set free a vampire lord that could become a lord of somewhere else. And if Petrina Velico- Velico- 
Kavna lives, which we never met her, but she begins to plunder arcane knowledge from Castle Ravenloft and the Amber Temple and prepares to and prepares to become Barovia's new master. And this is the part you're not going to like. Esmeralda's suspicions per- prove justified. Strahd's destruction is temporary, for his curse can so easily be ended. The ancient dark powers with which Strahd forged his pact caused the vampire to reform after a period of months, long enough for the Barovians to discover what it feels like to live a life of hope. When Strahd is reborn, the mists around the land of Barovia once more, and the Barovians' hope turns to horrible despair. Strahd remembers the defeat dealt to him and begins plotting his revenge. After the mists reappear, Madame Ava and her Vistani come back to the valley. The beasts of the land once more fall under Strahd's spell, and the Burgomasters fortify their settlements, hoping against all hope that someone can save them from Strahd again. Yeah, I kind of wish you hadn't read that. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. I figured, I figured you wouldn't. In three years' time, we all come back as level 19. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you all come back as level 20s. How and many just times like, do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mark says, Curse of Strahd 2. This time, it's personal. <laughs> what is the thing from Major Pain? He just keeps slapping him. Didn't I tell you? Mm-hmm. Don't ever make me come back here. <laughs> oh, God. We, we're going to have to do it. We're going to have to do a Strahd part dose. Oh, <laughs> gosh. I don't. I don't think I have another eight months for that, or however many. It's been like, what, a year? Eight, ten months? Yeah, we'll just roll up to Castle, maybe for like well, a Halloween playthrough or we something. S- we started at the beginning of the proper lockdown stuff, so it was March, like, April yeah. of last year, so yeah, oh about a year. Oh my gosh. Whew. Okay, so... Do you want to do a quick, like, what, what, what are your thoughts? What questions do you have? And it was a good old-fashioned, it's not over yet ending. It is not. It was not fresh when you got it. It was bad for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I got to use my chunky potion. That's been sitting in my inventory for a while. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that it was Reginald who got to drive the stake into uh, Strahd's heart because of originally it was a random occurrence that it was Reginald who turned and saw himself on the rope. And it was also turned out to be fate that he walked past the tomb that would reflect whoever was looking at it. And so it was just kind of funny how, in the end, it was Reginald, the foolish one, who uh, was the able to deal the killing blow. Characters. <laughs> I did, so, and, I did think about having like uh, Jericho have like a kind of a... He's been trying to play it cool this whole time, but have like a little freak out moment after Strahd dies and just like jump into the casket with the sun sword and just like completely demolish the bones. Oh, yeah. But then we had a guy dying upstairs, so I figured that that would be better story. True, true. I was so hoping for weeks, I was hoping that that, that the bag (laughs) of alchemist fire would be like the get out of jail free card. <laughs> yeah. And it turned it out helped. to be like, mostly he just got hit by the bag. <laughs> <laughs> He's a legendary dude. That is he true. Fought, he fought hard, but it was three on one. You, you attacked him in the daytime and took away some of his power. And it seems like anytime you give me a caster, 
uh, as a DM. It's it's not my for some reason. I I just rather like swing ogre stuff at you than cast. Do um, we want to talk one shots? Possible one shots. I just uh, let's go ahead. And I just want let's to- end the podcast first. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, let's um. There will be more announcements in the future. Uh, I think suffice it to say. Well, Josh, were you about to announce the thing that I'm about to announce? No, you go ahead. Okay, so just to let you, we're we're about to go off into, um, you know, free thought mode. So the podcast is a good place in here. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it. The Curse of Strahd campaign, I believe, has brought more people than we normally have listening to this show to it. Uh, if you would like to leave us a review on whatever podcast app you are listening on or watching or whatever, uh, we would love that. We would love to have our, our show listened to by more people. The three of four of us, excuse me, uh, just love playing games. We love D&D. We love making stories together. We're still learning. I would consider us still, uh, still novices in this game, even though we've been playing for like three years now. Um, but we just like having fun together and hopefully have, you know, creating a good time for you. So. Any reviews or sharing with your friends or anything would be super great. Um, if you'd like to join our Discord, there I believe is a link in the podcast description to join that. If you'd like to find any of our other links, um, you can go to Twitter at Tank Media Games. I have a link tree on there. Or you can go to tankmediagames.com and find pertinent links to everything there as well. But we truly appreciate you. Uh, we'd love to receive any emails or anything, any way you'd like to communicate with us, please do. And my, the email is tankmediagames at gmail.com. So we would love to hear from you if we could. So this is good night from Barovia and good night from the Dungeon Boys. I have been your DM, Keith. And uh, the Dungeon Boys are still here. But uh, oh, you guys uh, want to say goodbye? I have been Jericho Muldrinker, the shifter, ranger, rogue, badass. <laughs> <laughs> I am Reginald, your orc fighter and destroyer temporarily of Strahd. I am, uh, was Errol Derman, the cat cleric. That's right. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you. Please remember that we love you very much. Bye-bye. Doodles. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.